there's certain pitchers you have to face that you have to be at peace with like death <laughs> because like, like there's certain pitchers like Carlos Marmol or like a Jake Arietta. like Marmol was throwing 97 mile an hour sinkers and he threw a slider that looked like a fastball at your neck that came in for a strike. Yeah. So you had to just be like, I'm not moving. If that's a fastball, I'm dead. If it's a slider, I have to stay in to hit this. So like the only way to hit him was to be like, all right, I'm either dying or hitting it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You're up, Make. Kalamazoo, Michigan. Hello. Hi. Um, <laughs> Kalamazoo is the home of the outdoor, uh, the Kalamazoo Outdoor Mall, according to Wikipedia. Which oh, is we not, have one of those. Yeah, but it's a special one. This is like, what? How would I put this? This is the Naismith of outdoor malls. It was the first. Oh. Okay. Started outdoor malls back in the '60s. Cool, cool, cool. It was hard not to. Uh, get over my skis kalamazoo michigan is a nice little ride there you know what's funny about that word they talk about that in the wikipedia as well i'm here to do homework about your your yeah uh, and i love this i love i love thinking about cities thinking about places that we've never been can you imagine maybe we got fans there maybe we got fans in kalamazoo which is a city whose name is a familiar reference in popular music since its exotic sound makes a great word for a lyric it's also equidistant from Detroit and Chicago. So nothing about it is exotic. It just sounds exotic as fuck. Kalamazoo. Zoo, yeah, zoo, new, true, crew, moo, home of uh, Home of Greg Jennings. Put the team on his back, though. Yeah, go inside the mind of a Greg Jennings. Wow. Yeah, dude, special neat. place. Shout out to Kalamazoo. Hey, layup line there. Yeah, ding, 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 dong. Yeah. <laughs> keep their heads ringing okay by uh, dr dre okay and that was on the friday soundtrack which is a movie have you seen friday oh yeah you really have seen yeah, friday ice cube you like that movie huh yeah ice cube yeah the best way to make sure that the listener knows you're caucasian is to put the wrong emphasis on ice cube on the wrong <laughs> syllable i i can't uh stand that did i really do that ice cube ice cube i've rectified it ice cube Pretty, pretty legendary uh, acting career. I think what I was trying to say was Ice Cube. Yeah. But what I said was I, Ice Cube. Not to be confused with Ice-T, who is also a thespian. Uh, hold on, hold on. Uh, Law and Order. Yeah. And I think Ice-T is just, I mean, there's, this dude just seems awesome. Talk about, we're going to have one guy uh, that you probably like to have a beer with <laughs> later on, Hunter Pence, Ice-T. Like to have a beer with iced tea. Yeah, that's fair. Fair as fuck. O'Shea Jackson Jr. was in Straight Outta Compton. Was he really? Yeah, he's... yeah. Never he, seen the film. Oh. Yeah. He portrayed his father. 
I do remember that. I do remember that. And so like what I was going to say about Friday is the soundtrack was amazing. And this, I remembered being on it. I had to double check, but back in the nineties, if you had a uh, Friday uh, CD, um, I don't remember what's on the cover. It's either a roach um, or a giant blunt that looks small, um, but I could not never make it out. I don't know. I wish we had somebody else that knew drugs. Well, just, anyways, it was a pretty cool thing to have when you were 13 years old. And like, I'm listening to like Rick James. Uh, it's actually a song about drugs on there. Rose Royce. That was the I Want to Get Next to You was on there. So it took you on a ride. You could have Ice Cube uh, kicking off the title track to the soundtrack. And then there was like that Dr. Drake gem, which have you ever heard it before? No. Oh, it's a great, great song. So. Ding, this is what I took from it. Ding, ding, dong. Ding, 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 dong. And I don't know if any of that's right, but I no, like it a right. lot. Also, uh, I bring drama like Stephen King. Mm. Uh, might have got lost he, in the shuffle there. Doesn't he bring like sci-fi? Which, which is questionable. You know what? Actually, the more I look at that verse, it's a little bit of a questionable verse because I bring drama like John Grisham. You know, that's <laughs> not bad. I mean, ding, 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 dong. I bring drama like John Grisham. No, no, the ding, ding, a ding, a ding, the dong. Might have something there. Ah, might have something there. Pretty, pretty good. <laughs> Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was a cool soundtrack, and so I thought I'd introduce you to that uh, that tune right there. Add it to the layup line, green light, Spotify playlist. You guys are frequenting that. I mean, I haven't checked, but there's probably at least 25 sub subscribers. It's it's taking everything I have not to sing the same line. I just... There's significantly more than 25 subscribers. We have over 100 to green light music, and near 185 to layup line oh man people like the layup line triple digis triple digis here we come uh, speaking of music bonnaroo uh this fall there's a bonnaroo this fall dude okay i want i want you to tell me i want you to pull up the bonnaroo uh set list or you know lineup for yeah we call it a lineup lineup yeah. pull up the bonnaroo lineup for fall of 2021 Oh, because you can't just have a list. It all has to be this this poster, this poster thing. We'll go through the poster. I want to. Is there anybody on there who have you heard of from that lineup? Okay, you want me to? I'm going to start with Thursday. All right. Yeah. I think they put the more noteworthy folks at the front, and I know nobody. Nobody on Thursday. Okay. Okay. Thurs Friday. Thursday was a, was doubtful. Friday, Foo Fighters. Yes. Okay. Me there we go. That might be it. Megan the Stallion. You know I have her. heard of. Yeah, you know her. Uh, Janelle Monet. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack Harlow because of you. Mm. Young Thug feels like a yes. Grace Potter definitely. Oh yes. Did a little uh, little Kenny Chesney uh, collab once upon a time. Might be why Marcus King Band. Yeah, yes. we like Marcus King Band here. Good. Okay. Okay. Look at me. You're, and we're just on Friday, huh? Yeah, dog. Okay, keep and going. And that'll do it for Friday for me. Mm. Saturday, Lizzo. Yes. Yes, but. Couldn't name you a tune. Uh, Tame Impala, no for me. You don't know Tame Impala? No. You might like them. Okay. My Morning Jacket, of yes. Of course you know MMJ. Yes. Jason Isbell, yes. Phoebe Bridgers, didn't didn't she star in uh, Fleabag? Uh, mm -hmm. Are you thinking about Phoebe from... I think I'm thinking about Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Don't know her. Bridge. 
flea but she's flea bag okay like really good tv okay i don't know flea bag okay incubus like the one from when we were kids <laughs> well we were like teenagers but yeah okay that's a yes uh, i think that might uh jean jean baptiste sounds familiar he's a musician for the uh stephen colbert show mm, yes no, okay cowboy cowboy mm. Sunday, uh, Tyler, the creator. Yes. Because of Kyler Murray, the creator, uh, Lana Del Rey. Yes. <laughs> what? what? Is uh, Lana Del Rey. Yeah. What? Nothing. I thought you said something else. I thought you said Lana Del Rey and you were going to sound really dumb. No, no, you think you know what happened was you heard me say it right. And you thought I said it wrong because you don't know it. Yeah. I thought it was Lana Del Rey. I'm a little bit embarrassed. You're right. And I am right. Yeah, I, I I thought you said Lana Del Rey, which would you would sound so stupid if you said that. Obviously, it's Lana Del Rey. Okay. Yeah, dude. Yes. Okay, cool. Oh, this one, which looks like I wouldn't know how to read it. I know that that says Dead Mouse, even though the last Dead letter Mouth is a five. number. Dead yeah. Mouse 5. Okay. Uh, Leon Bridges, yes. Wasn't, didn't he come to Seville? Brittany Howard. Isn't she from uh, Alabama Shade? That's right. She's so fucking cool. That's right. And um, I think that'll about do it for my Sunday. All right. I know. I know these folks. Okay, dude. This is the best lineup in years. Like Foo Fighters, you mentioned that. Run the Jewels, Young Thug, who is a rapper. Yes. Um, Marcus King. We love Marcus King. Lizzo. I mean, Waylon's going to be wanting to go to this thing. He loves Lizzo. Tame Impala is terrific. Okay. Tame Impala is really, really good. MMJ is there. I'm there no matter what. Jason Isbell, and you didn't mention him, did you? I did. Okay, you did. I would think you'd be a big Jason Isbell yep. fan. Okay. Um, Kevin Gates. I would love to see Kevin Gates perform. The great thing about a Kevin Gates is I want to see Kevin Gates perform just as bad as I did in 2014, but now you can get him a little bit easier at Bonnaroo. Like, you know, he's not going to be the headliner. You can go see him. It's not going to compete with anybody else. Uh, Lana Del Rey is how you say it. That was the joke. Oh, really? Yeah. And I said... Lana. Yeah, I think I said Lana. Okay. I know I didn't. Really, Lana. Dead Mouse 5 or Dead Mouse uh, is one of the best shows you can ever go to. I saw him at GovBall one time and then somehow somebody knew a guy and we ended up in a club and he was spinning without his mouse hat, drinking Coronas and it was the coolest thing I've ever... One of the coolest things I've ever seen. Mount Rushmore of things I've ever seen. Devil's Heads of things I've ever seen. Mm. Sorry. Um, yeah, Brittany Howard's amazing. I met Brittany Howard twice and I totally fanboyed. Totally fanboyed. Uh, I felt really embarrassed by myself. So uh, maybe maybe we'll get back there with a microphone and interview somebody. Get press passes. You want to come? Shh. Oh, you're like, I don't know what I'm getting myself into. <laughs> yeah. We'll see what being vaccined actually actually means. Hey, Green Sky's there. Hey, Bluegrass. Big Green Sky fan. Oh, Green Sky's so good, dude. I am so excited about that. I'm so excited about this. I was just conning you on Lana Del Rey. Of course, it's Lana. You were the whole time? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, sure you were. It's pretty amazing how you can nod no and say yeah at the same time for the people listening at home. Um, This is my theory on Bonnaroo this year is that. Listen, it's going to be harder to sell tickets totally. So they they kind of knocked out some of the the extra young stuff to cater to the old people. 
you know, the 30-somethings and the 40-somethings, and that's A-OK with me, man. I think this is the best lineup they've had in years. Man, Lick is performing on Saturday. Can't wait to get on the farm. That's the lingo. You got to learn it. Lick. I don't know Lick. You, um, you don't know Lick? No, I haven't. haven't been licked. haven't been licked yet. Never been licked. Never been licked. That should be the first album title of that artist. Who is Lick? Let's look up Lick. Lick yeah. is going to be a hard thing. It's one of those things like you really had to make your name something that's like ungoogleable. EDM. That's when they just play the dance music. Well, if if you ooh yeah, if, if you you want to hear some lick. Yeah. Glow sticks. Psh, confetti or whatever they blow in the club. Drugs. People acting like they think like people passing each other drugs, like no look drug passes. Like as if I don't see that or anybody cares. You're inside of a nightclub in Miami. Oh, cool. You just passed your friend to Molly. Sweat. <laughs> Body odor. People, Mud. People grinding their teeth. Escorts. Anxiety. <laughs> Long bathroom lines. I mean, like, that's what I'm thinking about. But more than anything, I'm just, for that moment that the beat drops, when you're at a nightclub and I think we're too old now, I haven't thought about that. The pandemic was like a nice, you know what the pandemic was? It Reset. was like, a, it was a nice nudge into you're old. You're old now. You're going to take a year off from going to the clubs and you're going to realize that you didn't need them. And then you, when you get out, you're going to be like, I, I shouldn't go back. Which is great for me because I was there. You did it. And you were, you've said you were worried that you weren't getting me back, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. that I was out of the game do you remember which nightclub we would get when we went to in miami live you went to live yeah yeah bro. yeah we were out till pretty early and the who's played the next day pretty that, early the who's played pretty early yeah the who's who's played early golly day so, so there's lick i mean like you could come to bonnaroo and see lick let okay. me lay this show out we got hunter pence hunter pence great baseball player two-time world series champion great thing about our league the mlb this league is that it's when you're a champion you're the world series champion i'm not sure if i'm just gonna come out and say it i'm not sure if we were the best team in the world how can you be sure the argonauts you well you gotta anything can happen any given sunday or saturday or whenever they play up there the alouettes possibly there's like uh john grisham's book about Playing for pizza. Like, I ride drumming like John, diggity dong, 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 dig, dig, diggity dong. I've already lost the Dre song. <laughs> it's uh, it doesn't go that way. Ding, ding, dong, ring, ding, dong, ring, ding, 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 ding. dong. I ride drumming like John. <sighs> no, that's in the verse though. It wouldn't be. He's just. He's just. Yeah, but I was. I had my own thing, and then I, I know, started the well, next hey, line it'll, with. It'll come back. It'll come. Shum, ding, ding, ding. Hey, there's only one one take hove. Everybody else is multiple takes. It's a lot of production. Hove, uh, Jay Z. You got it. Not my um, first nightclub. Nah, dude. Uh, Live was. <laughs> That's right. In fact. Uh, so, yeah, here's the deal, man. Like, we got Hunter Pence on today. He's going to talk to us about what's going on in the baseball world. Uh, who's going to win? Who's going to hit the ball far? Who's going to 6 4 3 it? Oh, double play. Yeah. 
And he's going to help us pick our favorite team, which is happening today. We have five finalists. We're not going to probably tell you until right down to the wire who those are. The hats are waiting in the we wings. We got hats. We're basically like a high school recruit, and our families are here. And, you know, we've talked to our families about this stuff. This is important stuff. I would like to call my, my dad uh, <laughs> right after this and say, hey, dad, um, hey, on the pod tomorrow, I'm going to pick a baseball team, and I just want you to know that I picked Redacted. And then he's probably going to say something like, what? Because of the team or because he just didn't hear you? Because he doesn't. Nah, like. He's not into baseball. Uh, more so the podcast. Oh, the podcast. I would have thought like of all the things, he would have been more into the podcast. He, he knows it's going on. So he's never listened to it. When it was on YouTube, mm. I don't know that the fellow missed a second but he doesn't really understand the only audio. What do you think of the Halloween one where we had a snake in the building and a giant spider? It, it was something like, Max, that Chris is something else, isn't he? <laughs> it was usually that. <laughs> well, I love that he thinks of something else because I love Big Brad. If he ever listens, Brad, we love you. So this is a big deal. We're going to pick a baseball team. This is going to, maybe I asked Waylon who he wants to root for. Maybe that factors in. I don't know, like, the nice, the nice thing about being a kid where we live in the middle of Virginia is that you're not really tied geographically, so you can make free agent state any decision you like. Total free agent state. That's neat. Yeah, total. And like, it's not like being in South Dakota where everybody within like half the distance to California has to root for like the Twins. Right. Um. So, anyways, we got him and. Uh, then we're gonna we're gonna make the pick. So, little housekeeping. You got any housekeeping stuff this week? I'm trying to think. Do we have any birthdays? Uh, hey, we're not doing any April Fool's jokes. That shit's played out. It really is. Like at this age, I feel like if you make an April Fool's joke, you're kind of an asshole. Okay, I'm still gonna be leery of you because you're Anything a prankster. Else? No, I'm not gonna do it. I've got housekeeping. Yeah. Craft, you know Craft. Yeah, I do. I saw this. They're set to release over 100 gallons of mayonnaise. The mayonnaise will be packaged in an overcoming mayophobia kit, which starts off with a small two-ounce packet with a mayo blindfold to help consumers focus on the taste. Then Re a mayo clothespin to block out the smell. What? And finally, a Sharpie to whimsically rename the bottle of mayo. They want you to get over your dislike of mayo, and they have a whole marketing campaign to go along with it. This is stupid. The final step in converting over to a mayo lover is a full one-gallon tall boy tub of the liquid white gold itself. Dang. Combat mayophobia. If you call anything a tall boy. The, okay, this initiative looks to change the minds of consumers who dislike the appearance of its texture of the, t the condiment. You know what's so funny here? I see what you guys did. It can't be the fucking taste. Can't be the taste. It's just the appearance or the texture. It is not the appearance or the texture. Remember the day we, we ate mayonnaise? It was disgusting. Like it was literally, I was thinking about this earlier. How do I describe the taste? Andrew Whitworth, August, Ugh. 110 degrees in LA, walks off the practice field out in the parking lot, sumo squats on a bushel of onions and however long it takes out in that heat for those onions to turn into like a gelatinous nice. substance 
that's what mayonnaise is. And it was, I'm never going back. And no offense to Andrew Whitworth. I'm just thinking of the biggest to... white guy that somebody would not get mad at me for referencing their size. I didn't mean to recoil at Andrew Whitworth. I knew where it was headed. No, for, I for mean, record. yeah, but you know, it's tricky when you're trying to be like somebody who's big, a big, big old white guy. Like pretty much only football can get, you know, is fair game for body shaming. Right. And there's nothing shameful about being like literally a giant. But I just figured Andrew was the first one that came to mind. It would just sweaty and yeah it's that's what mayonnaise tastes like yeah here's where they lose me um i consume uh, a little greek yogurt most days same color same texture gelatinous as you said yeah so no problem no problem it's the taste i would eat the heck out of some yogurt yeah i would just you know i just don't do dairy um so craft you got to be oh. careful here you got to be careful what is dairy well i do cheese but I just don't do like dairy that I like marginal, marginally enjoyable dairy. Like I'm gonna if I'm gonna do dairy, I'm gonna eat a pizza. I'm not gonna like drink milk or you know. So you don't do dairy, just you do cheese. Some cheese. I cut I cut way down. Like I'll dust my my parm. I actually don't eat a lot of pizza anymore, honestly. Pizza makes me feel real fat. Mm, me yeah, too. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, we got the uh, <clears throat> we got the side fanny packs coming in. By the way, we're going to get jacked. I can't wait for this. Thank you for this. Thank you. Yeah, you excited? Yeah, actually. So what are we going to do? Well, hey, I think you, you're going to train me. You're going to be my trainer. Uh, we're going to work out together. This is going to be weird and kind of probably funny because I don't really work out. Right. I used to a little. You're going to train me. And I'm actually, I'm legitimately fired up about it. I think it's going to be weird. I yeah. think it's going to be potentially funny because I'm not a workout guy. Yeah. My workout used to consist of the, uh, what do you call it? The treadmill, yeah. like walking fast. Yeah. And you, uh, but that's the thing. There's nothing wrong with walking on the treadmill. It's just, we no, got to get in there and good. throw it's, some weights around. It's all good. No, like I'm I would a big go to the, fan of cardio walking on a treadmill. Just put the treadmill up to 14. Oof, yeah, I think that would hurt my shins. I get shin splints. Okay. See, like you're gonna, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna gonna, be tough. It's okay, it's okay. But the canvas you're working with, I think is very interesting. It's. I'm not saying good, bad in fact, but it's interesting. It is interesting. Like 6'4", 175 and yet fat. (laughs) It's very interesting. (laughs) I think we'll take the before Tom Brady combine photo. We should. Yeah, maybe not put it out there, but take it. And then we'll see what happens. Let's put it out there if you get really jacked. If okay. you fail and you look kind of the same, we'll just blur out the that, before. Right. I think you mean if you fail because this is really you. It is on me. And you're working with a torn labrum and a right shoulder. I think it's going to be great. How often do I need to show up? We're going to lift three days a week. Okay. Do you know which days? Yeah. Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday. Okay. Lord's Day. Just to show God that we're serious about fitness. And uh, what time of day? Um, TBD negotiable and for how long a day man we'll be in there an hour okay all right do I have any homework like do I have to do push-ups when I go home um get lots of sleep Ooh. yeah damn can I call you coach or something yeah that'd be that'd be cool all right call me sensei sensei that doesn't roll off as easily but sensei sensei no, you can call me coach. Okay. All right. Okay. So 
We got a college basketball game or two this weekend. You want to predict? Blind prediction. I haven't even thought about it. Okie doke. Um, oh, uh, this website says my bracket is on fire. That's kind of cool. Oh, I bet mine is like fucking melted. It's my bracket's probably like hot lava. Dude, very well done by you. We cruised past Titus and Tate, so we're going to win that bet. Oh, for sure. They're going to be wearing our shit looking like idiots, and they're going to have to compliment us. Uninterrupted two minutes of conversation about how awesome we are. I've got Gonzaga beating UCLA by 39 points. What do you think they're going to say about us? That's so nice. It's probably going to be a lot of you. Um, How like you're charitable and stuff. That's kind of your lame thing. And... uh, I'm going to feed them some compliments for you that you're going to really like. Thanks. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I've got Gonzaga 87, UCLA 59. Oh, man. I'm going. That'd be 28 points. I'm going UCLA 79, Gonzaga 88. (laughs) See how I did that backwards? Yeah. Yeah. Sound Do like the other lovely, game. Sound like my lovely wife. Uh, I got the Baylor Bears. Ah. Wait, what, 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 about, what about your lovely wife? She's, she says the lower score first, oftentimes. Wife alert. Is there something wrong with that? Yeah, I don't care for that at all. <laughs> at all. I'll take the Baylor Bears uh, 75-65 over those Houston Cougars. 75-65, eh? Uh, I'm going to go Baylor 77, and I'm going to go Houston... 74. Mm, yeah. One possession ball game there one, at the end. One, that's, that's pretty much it. Okay. Uh, and I think Baylor's going to win it all. Yeah. Are we saying that now? I am saying it right now. Okay. Because the game's Monday night. I, I picked Baylor, as, as the internet knows, a few weeks back. Stanford Steve taught me to uh, go against my bracket, gamble against your bracket. I'm not going to gamble, but those zags look pretty good. Yeah. Jared Butler. Jared Butler. Yeah, Baylor Bears. Baylor Bears. Yeah, we're National both on Channel. them. I mean, we're already cruising to the, Bracket to the, challenge, to the finish duh. line. So shout out to Titus and Tate. We'll compliment you for free, dude. Yeah. And we're not we're not even being made to do it. We'll compliment you. guys are really good guys. Y'all are nifty. I think Mark Titus's hair is amazing. I think. I'll keep going since you don't like him as much as me. I think Mark Titus is cooler than me, dude. You ever see somebody, you're like, that guy's cooler than me. I'd like to be that cool. How do I be more like Mark Titus? Yeah, I think that a lot. You do? Most people, I think that about most I think people. that about a lot of people, but it's like maybe especially Mark Titus. Tate Frazier had no idea what to expect from that cat. Fucking UNC guy. Cool as hell. Complimentary of us. It was great to have on the program. Probably got a really good hairline, if I remember correctly. Oh, there you go. Great hairlines on right? both those two cats. They're yep. not hurting over there. No. Why are we? Why are we giving away the 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 stakes of the bet here? We we're going to win. We just we we really did just well, give it away for free. We're just being classy, dude. Oh, oh, that's it. That, yeah, because yeah. we're classy. Classy we're Virginia basketball. Yep. We're Tony Bennett after losing the UMBC or after winning the bracket challenge. I mean, like that's how we are. That's who we are. Three sixty five. It's time for Hunter Fence. So as promised, our first, well, we had Sean Doolittle, my guy, last year. So this is our second big, well, we had John Crock too. We do a lot of fucking baseball. 
underrated baseball pod. I mean, we're up and coming. Maybe not as good as the Athletic Baseball Show, which is premiering soon with our man Hunter Pence, who's joining us now. Our first baseball star of the 2021 season. Hunter, how are you? Man, I got a lot to live up to. First of all, being compared to this show. Second of all, Crook and Doolittle. These are two absolutely <laughs> incredible interviews and great people. I'm doing great, Chris and uh, Macon. Thanks for having me on the show. We were excited to get the Macon name thing down before Hunter came on. Macon was like, or Hunter was like, how do you say that? Macon, you say what? I say bacon with an M. And I said you should explain it like Macon, Georgia. And then Hunter says, I don't, don't really have Macon, Georgia Macon, Georgia is not Georgia. really ringing a bell. <laughs> I well, I know you said Georgia, and then I was just like playing it cool, like, yeah, yeah, like Georgia. What's he talking about? <laughs> yeah, well, I get a lot of Nathan, Mason, yeah, even Megan. Yeah, all types of things, which is coincidentally the name of, of my lovely wife. So, What uh, is in Macon, Georgia, by the way? The Allman Brothers, Brothers are yeah. from Macon. Um, it's near Atlanta, maybe? Little Richard is from Macon. Oh, wow. Oh, the Macon Bacon is... The Macon Bacon. They play in some league you've never heard of, but it's a baseball. Oh, that's the name of a that's a minor league team, the Macon Bacon. The Coastal Plain League. Okay, is it independent? Is that independent? Yeah. It must be very okay. independent. It, AKA a league Hunter <laughs> Pence <laughs> never played in. Yeah, Hunter Pence went straight Forget to me. the bigs, yeah. did he? I don't no, know. No, no, no. No, I know. We, we read that that you 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 put in your time. And then you end up in Philly at one point uh, for a long time. And uh, we were just talking offline about how awesome a sports town that is. So Philly folks, we're definitely gonna get to the the Phillies who are maybe in my top five. And Hunter knows we're down to our top five teams that we're gonna pick to be lifelong baseball fans of. So that's exciting and he'll help us along the way. Hunter's kind of our, our shaman our baseball shaman today. That's actually one of the coolest descriptions you could have ever given me because I've, I've visited many shamans. I studied the elements. I study crazy, crazy stuff like that. I will, I, I that might be the coolest reference. I, I want to be your baseball shaman and I'm pumped that I get to, I get to help you pick your favorite <laughs> baseball team to back. This is going to be, this is like, the wheelhouse. I'm so pumped. Don't go anywhere else. Right. Let's park it on park, I'm parking my truck right here. I did not like do research to the point that I knew you went and saw a shaman. Tell us about your shaman experiences. Okay. Well, I've seen several shamans. We had a shaman. This is one of the coolest things. We had a shaman with the Giants, uh, Jake Peavy's friend, one of Bruce Bochy's good friends as well. This lady, we would get like uh, just selfies of people and she like meditates on it and like doesn't know you from Adam and gives you your spirit animal. And then like has this whole list of things of like your traits and qualities of your personality. And it's like spot on. And it could be anywhere from like, like one player who you probably don't know, his name was Kelby Tomlinson. He wore, he kind of looked like Clark Kenny wore glasses. Yeah. He was really quiet. And uh, he was a crawfish. And like, it was like, you don't like attention. And he like, didn't like attention at all. And then it could be like, like Ryan Vogel song. I talked about this the other day was a Komodo dragon known for hyper aggressiveness. And I had to stop him from getting in fights anytime we were outside of the stadium and on the stadium. Uh, so it's just like, so I've she seen, didn't know. I've, she didn't know this. She doesn't stuff. know you from Adam. Like, like one of the best communicators I've ever played with was Javier Lopez. He was a flamingo and he kind of looks like a flamingo when he pitches. I don't know if y'all can find a, a picture of Javier Lopez, but Javi. the definition was great communication skills. And he was literally the greatest leader, won four world series championships. Like absolute, like we just called him Jay smooth. Hunter. He also, he went to UVA. He's, yeah. a, oh, he's, a he's a Wahoo. There yeah. we go. He has so many tricks, but he was a sidearm lefty. So it was like super funky. And um, it was like, yeah, it was just nasty. Who was your uh, spirit animal that you skipped over that one? I was a mountain goat. 
That's oh, tight. That's yes. tight, actually. They stand uh, sideways on the side of a mountain. Yeah, they're, they're sure-footed, which I was, you know, like everything I did was goofy. Like mountain goats are kind of goofy. Um, you know, they're able to like accomplish high goals. It's one of the things they're stubborn is my weakness. Um, like we're stubborn, we're fearless. Like mountain goats make jumps that no other animal will make. Uh, and yeah, they're just weird and loners. And it's kind of like me. I'm kind of like this like weird weirdo that san francisco ended up loving i you know who that's knows, a good but. place to be eccentric though and play the next person yes. i was going to ask about was tin lincecum uh yeah. like what what kind of animal was he you, you take a guess first make would you you know lincecum's you're work. never gonna guess his animal uh, ever nobody would but it's funny and he loved it he loved it that's a good guess though actually what would be your guess making lincecum is one of the most electric humans alive that's his reputation eel I, eel yeah that's more another, uh, those are actually two really good guesses he was a snail wow. <laughs> <laughs> i don't even know why i, I forget oh. i forget the characteristics but lincecum's such a weirdo that it just snail makes sense like in, in the in the best way like most eccentric um crazy person but he was a snail i don't remember the the, the traits of the snail but i just i do remember that they're always at home it's fun to talk about though, and it's fun. Like you're gonna have to send me a, a selfie after this, and I'll get you your spirit you animal. Can you do that? Yeah. Can you do that? I can get your spirit God, animal. This guy you're gonna does be like, it all. So yeah, you're gonna be like, what the? <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> okay, awesome. okay. Last spirit animal. You played with Mad Bum, right? Oh yeah. He oh yeah. What was he? A rattlesnake he or so, something? He was so pissed, and we just made fun of him Angry. about it all the time. Get him, bum. That was that was our thing. <laughs> he was a duck. <laughs> like oh but it, it was like spot on it's like emotionally like saw like you're emotionally sound you can handle like the fiercest like you can handle the craziest situations calm cool and collected yeah. like every duck that i've known there i think there's like two of them are, are like they're very similar <laughs> they're like these like really just like bum like it doesn't matter what chaos is going around him he's just like locked in it doesn't phase him and he's vicious like ducks are kind of vicious like, ducks are vicious. At, I at least the spirit them. animal ducks that I know, they both are kind of like fighters and like, you they, know, they attack. Bit of a bully. They're a bit of a bully. They attack in parking lots. And I guess evidently ducks don't like people pimping home runs either. <laughs> no. uh, which is, we're going to get to that in the unwritten rules section. Um, he hated it though. He was oh. like, I'm a duck. He like, hated it. <laughs> he wanted to be a rattlesnake. I, he, he so wanted to be something badass. He ended up being a duck. And I don't blame him. If I send the picture and I end up something really like, I don't, I don't want that. Just don't tell me. Um, okay, so how about this opening day, huh? We got snow dongs. When's the last time you saw a snow dong? I, I can't really remember, to be honest with you. I mean, a lot, I, I remember in 2012, it was like sleeting when Buster Posey hit a homer to help us clinch the game four there. That's so cool, man. I mean, like, we're fucking around a lot about our fandom, but this is a pretty good day to be a baseball fan, huh? You got a, you got a guy hitting the bleacher report footage that they shared was just gorgeous. I don't know what cameras they're shooting this in, but like the flakes, the dinger, it was amazing. How is it for you as a player? I know the joke is, okay, the World Series ends 72 hours, pitchers and catchers are reporting again. Like right. that's the joke. Right. But 162 games stresses me out. I think opening day, though, you would probably be able to get up pretty easily for that. Game one is is a big emotional charge. I'm sure it's the same way like with, with the NFL. Like You primed up, you did all your work, you did everything to get here, right. and you're like unleashing all this energy. But there's so much ceremony in, in the first game. Like There's all this stuff that really gets in the way of your – because like, I, 
as a professional, you have like a certain rhythm and a way and a timing. And like, especially as you get older, like everything you're doing is to prime for that game. And then game one, they're like, uh, by the way, we're going to have like this long anthem. We're going to do a bunch of things. We're going to have flyovers. We're going to need you to do 10 million interviews. So it's like, you have to like really just be like, okay, today I'm just celebrating the thing and I'm just going to have to wing it uh, because I'm not going to get all my prep in. But it's also like this just amazing, it is a, it is a very stressful day. And then you can kind of, after that initial ceremony's over and it is a lot of fun. It's, it's just like the first game of the playoffs as well. There's like this extra emotional charge. Um, but then you can kind of settle into the, to the season and just like get back into your routine. Like how stressful is it opening day or like your first week? If you have a bad start, like how do you get over that hump? Do guys cope with it differently? Yeah, I mean, everyone has to cope with it differently. And and uh, I was very fortunate that like they just stuck with me because I, I was a terrible April hitter. Like April, I was awful opening days, not that good. But I, my, my best month, uh, I was like this insane May player. So like, I guess like you don't know that when you're young and like I would usually be like scuffling and like just battling and grinding and grinding. And it is, it's extremely stressful. And then I don't know what happened in May. I don't know. Maybe it's the the mountain goat spirit of me, but like in May, I just went bananas every time and uh, it always made up for it. But if I was like at 250, which isn't very good, if I was like in that range, it's like, all right, we got this, let's go. Um, But a lot of times I was like under 200, like looking at this mountain of work and comeback. And to me, the way that I did it uh, as a baseball player, is I would just say, all right, I can help us win this game today. Like, don't worry about your stats. Don't look at any of that. Don't look at the sack. Find a way to help us yeah. win in this moment. Like, I could be the hero of the game today. Is that, That's kind of how I – and that's also what I would say as a leader if someone else was struggling. I'd be like, look, we know you're good. We know what your numbers are. You're tried and true, or we know your talent. Like, help us win today. Just focus on that. Don't try to catch up your numbers in one day. Like, help us win the game. And if we keep winning games, you're going to keep playing. Trust yourself. Don't listen to anyone else. Boom. What's the weirdest thing you ever saw somebody do to get out of a slump? Like Pedro Serrano stuff. Man, uh, there's all sorts of weird things. Um, I, I got I to gotta make sure I don't say anything too crazy. I mean, you know, <laughs> a lot of times it's just getting drunk, like having a, get, getting drunk the night before and playing hungover so you can't care anymore. Um, you know, that's. You know, like sometimes they're super serious and being healthy and getting all their sleep and doing work, doing all the work. And then and then it's just like, you know what, I'm just getting effed up tonight and I'm coming in tomorrow and I'm not hitting BP. And and then, boom, they just go off like and it's weird how often that works. Like sometimes you just got to switch your perspective. And uh, one of the coolest conversations I ever had, um, this was a Phillies player. He told me in a cab to, to Wrigley Field, he said, you got to not care anymore and and and, you know and 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 he was like you care but you don't care and (laughs) and i remember being like like it was almost like the doctor strange i don't know if you've seen doctor strange so you're telling me i gotta i gotta give up control to gain control it reminds me of paul (laughs) rudd on the beach uh do less he's on the surfboard yeah he's on it's exactly like that he's on the surfboard he's like you're doing too much don't do anything (laughs) and he's like well you're doing nothing you got to do something (laughs) but you know what that's true because dudes can get in any athletic endeavor, I feel like, and especially in baseball, which has such a mental crossover and it's so specialized, like you can get so wound up in, oh, I'm regimented. Oh, I'm doing this thing. I'm taking a million vitamins. I'm getting eight massages. I'm getting nine hours of sleep. I have to, this whole routine. And you just, if you get in a pinch or you're not doing good, like doing more of the same will make you insane. So yeah, like resetting, you know, like unplugging something and blowing on it. That's what getting drunk does for your brain, I think. Like getting I think you're right. Drunk. 
It's crazy how often that works with electronics where you just turn it off and turn it on and all of a sudden it works and someone thinks you're a genius. I'm just a Nintendo like, game. I mean, yeah, it, it, it it's the same <laughs> for the brain, I guess. I mean, you know, maybe we're in a simulation. Maybe this is virtual reality. Well, that's a hard thing too because you guys have so many games and you're on the road so long. I always think about like, you got to have some fun. You got to mix it up. And I know dudes do, but like, what's the unwritten rule on, are there trips where you're like, nobody's partying on this trip? Or, you know, like a city that you're worried about that you actually have to get together before you guys like reset. We're going to we're going to keep our shit together because yada, yada, yada. Of my 14 years in the big leagues, I was on some really terrible teams. I was on some really good teams. And typically the teams that won spent a lot of time together off the field naturally without even trying. Like and it was kind of like I don't know if you've seen Ted Lasso or not. And I know it's soccer and it's a football coach coaching a soccer team. But most of the teams that I was on that was really good did a lot of that stuff that they were doing, like burnt, you know, ceremonies of burning, like talking, like really connecting and getting close with each other, like talking the game a lot, going, going to whatever sports bar, getting some wings and a beer and just like just hanging out and spending time without it being forced. Like when you force it and like people are like, we don't spend enough time together, like and then and then people are going that don't. It's like it's like this natural. We're going. Everyone's pumped to be there. And it's like acts actually like. The craziest teams are usually the best teams. And I don't know how else to explain it. Like even teams that are willing to fight each other. Like everyone talks about chemistry. Sometimes fighting each other builds chemistry because you're not you're willing to tell the truth. You're willing to confront issues. Yeah. And so some people are like, oh, they can't get they have to all get along. No, actually, like the the more that it, it was okay for us to not get along. And and that brought us tighter. Like a lot of times they would fight and then be like, Man, I'm sorry, dude. Like, like I just had this going on and I had this going on. And then you get like you become mm-hmm. like like even deeper bonds, deeper connections because you were willing to be yourself. Yeah, and it's out, it's not in. And yeah, things being in. There's no poisonous daggers behind the backs or anything. You know how I feel, I know how you feel, yeah. and we're gonna figure this out. Which can be hard in a team dynamic because you're like certain guys you know don't do as well with the ribbing. You're like, or with the direct brutal honesty that maybe somebody else might. So it can be like a minefield too, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, balancing 20, you know, 30, 30 different personalities from different countries with di- different religious backgrounds and getting everyone on the same board. They're not, no one, there's no way all of those minds are going to agree. And they're all, typically, if you're a professional athlete, you're a risk taker, you're an alpha. And so that's what I'm saying. But it's not yeah. like we were fighting all of the time, but like m- maybe like, like a fight would happen here and there. And then you actually become closer and more connected because of it. Right. So what you said is that Mad Bum was running a, like a fight club and you guys just went down there on <laughs> the subway or wherever they fought in San Fran. Most of the time the fights get broken up. Like no one's even landing a punch. You're just like, you're yeah. like wrestling each yeah. other. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah. but you were like the, it's, it's actually that boldness to like, and in football, I'm sure it was a lot more violent than baseball, but the boldness to be all in and willing to stand for something like the teams that had that will yeah. and that gut and that glory, like, like one of my, one of the fiercest like pitchers in the game is Sergio Romo. And this dude was not afraid to like tell you exactly how he felt. And, and like, and it would cause chaos sometimes. And like, but it made us closer. And I'm not saying that, like, I thought that he was like this amazing teammate and he's super nice and just like things happen. Yeah. Uh, but that boldness, like he'll get on the mound Romo and like, he's the tiniest dude and he'll yell at your dugout. He'll row you up and he'll get better. The more, the more like chaotic it gets, so, you know, Mad Bum, Mad Bum wasn't, wasn't fighting anyone. Mad Bum was usually breaking the fights. No, up. I just remember because I used to watch him be like, how the fuck is he mad? Like if he strikes somebody else, out, he yells but when they hit a dinger he gets mad like it just depends on how much they pimp it right 
I mean, I don't know, dude, Mad Bum, like there was probably, there was probably like at one point there was like seven games in a row of his start where we benches cleared and we're fine. <laughs> and we're like, bum, dude, you like, you never even fight anyone benches clear and nothing ever happens. But like, when are you going to stop creating fights all the time? And like, we were calling him out. Like he's like, I win every time because they always back down. And, and then we were like, well, I guess you got a point. I guess you do. Um, what about sports psych? Cause like you talk about the stresses of everything and then also, you know, like your slumps and that sort of thing. Baseball being such a mental game. Football just started bringing in like mental health professionals. And I was, I was like, man, I wish they did this earlier. I wish it was more normalized. One of my biggest regrets in my career is not having a sports psych. You know what I mean? Cause I know that whether it was 2% or 5%, like I could have got a little bit more out of my career in one way. And that was mindset sometimes. And I don't know how much you guys think about that stuff. That's wild to me that you say that. Cause I want to ask you a little bit about your mindset. Like talk to me a little bit about your career and like, like the last two winning the Super Bowl, your last it was your last two seasons, right? Back yeah. to back on two different well, teams. Yeah, and then we and then and then and then I came back for one more. I was like afraid of missing a, a repeat in Philly and we were bad. <laughs> it happens. So, yeah, it, it happens. happens. <laughs> but I want to know like what what was your take on the chemistry in the clubhouse with the football teams yeah. that did that sort of stuff and like the belief and the will, uh, you know, the variance of the bad teams and the good teams. Like what yeah, like Talk to me a little bit. Was it were the winning teams a little crazier? Were they more dis- disciplined? What was it for football? So I think you know what I think. Number one, because football is such a like a brute sport of like. Listen, it's a skill sport, but there's a mental aspect, no doubt about it. But I think what you guys do is such a chemistry and a vibe thing that like to me from the outside looking in, like for us, if you're a really good team and you show up and play the 28th best team in the league, you're going to kick the shit out of that league out of that team in November. You know because like mm-hmm. the the big dog gets after the little dog. That's kind of the way it is. Uh, Now, a lot of what you said resonated with me as far as guys doing things off the field. So while I don't think an untalented football team can will themselves to be like the best in the league, the ones in the middle can kind of catapult themselves into the upper echelon by doing a lot of those things you talked about. And I think as like a leader, if I could count myself as that, like, it is giving people choices. It is like not forcing chemistry, but it's it's tapping into like the collective, like let's go do this together. And eventually the guy that doesn't want to go do it is going to do it because he's going to be like, oh, I'm, I'm left out on a Friday night. Creating an opportunity, creating an environment, creating conversations to grow and to build deeper connections because there is something to a purpose. There is something to like, like, like caring about the guy next to you and it, and, and like the spirit and the emotion, it, it adds more to like, and I don't know how it just heightens your spirit, it which just adds to this deeper fury on the field well it's the fury but it's also like what you said dude it's if i don't know you that well i might feel weird about jumping down your throat on something or like us checking each other so like me and fletcher cox you know one of my best buddies in philly i was never worried about telling him the truth and he would never be worried about telling me the truth that's Mm because we're tight and so like we're not afraid of the relationship ending you know what i mean so that's what you want in your room but like i think in football it's a very unit uh, team like D line hangs out with D line, O line hangs out with O line. Like whereas I would imagine with y'all, it's like one big family, right? Yeah, it it is, but it also like that's another thing that's tough is to blend the clicks so that clicks don't start happening yeah. because like yeah. it's natural. Like you know, a lot of 
players that speak Spanish are going to want to hang with players that speak Spanish and like to blend the, you know, the, the different cultures that speak different languages. Like you, you know, you have to go out of your way. And like, that was like something that I always tried to make an emphasis is to sit with the Latin players, try to learn a little Spanish, get to know and like blend everything together. Um, but we had, we had the giants teams that won championships. We had like such amazing chemistry and everyone kind of knew their part. The leaders knew their part mm-hmm. and, and everyone kind of worked together and, and it was never, nothing was ever really forced. Everything kind of flowed and, yeah, and like, it could be like, like it could be like, Hey, I'm going with Kane. And like that night we go with Kane and like whatever this crew and like different groups could go different places. We didn't all have to go at the same and they mixed and matched. Yeah, It was just like this blend that happened. I think that's the overarching, at least from my standpoint view on leadership is you can't force it. You can't say, okay, you're a young kid. Now I'm going to make you a leader. You're either a leader or you're not. And guys will decide that. And you have to lead by example. So this, so this year, because uh, yeah, I, I do want to get some uh, stuff. Work. We, I, I fucking, we could have this guy on for. We could do a Rogan pod with this guy. I think. <laughs> um, who, who's the face of baseball? Mike Trout. That's the right answer. Yeah, he's been like the stat leader. Um, I mean, there's a lot of people that it could be, and like, like Mike Trout doesn't go out of his way like to to promote himself. He's just like the performance on the field is just uh like we're just watching history um that's why he's kind of the face of baseball is just the performance the charisma the character um you know so if i'm picking one it's mike trout but i could could you argue like fernando tatis because he's like he's so fun to watch he markets himself like naturally organically um you know but mike trout he's just done it for so long at such a high level at such a young age where did you land when manfred came out and said Hey, Mike Trout would be, well, more marketable if he marketed himself. Like, as in, he needs to do that for the game. Well, we need to, like, baseball could, like, doesn't market the players. Like, they need to market the players way better. Like, Trevor Bauer right now is, like, doing everything he can. Like, he's, he's definitely making himself kind of the, the villain. Um, and, and, like, does all sorts of, like, outrageous and crazy things. But, like, he's at least thinking forward and thinking marketing and think, you know, like people like eclectic personalities, like the Brian Wilson. I don't know if you remember oh, I love his Brian commercials Wilson. back Who in didn't? the day, the beard, the beard dances and stuff. Does he still and like, have a beard? Uh, I don't think he does. I think he shaved his face, but like, man, how fun was that personality and his creativity? He was so funny. He was like, he was a genius and like, um, you know, just like, but it, the major league baseball for a long time, like pushed against, like it was actually faux pas to like be on social media and to do this stuff. They're finally starting to turn it around and like look to promote the players a little bit more. And, uh, but they, they definitely need to get better at that and do a better job. And the players need to start supporting uh, each other and promoting themselves because like, the, like it's a, it Anderson. is a business. You know, Tim Anderson, the guy, I know, I don't know. Shit. Yeah. yeah. In, I, uh, of course Chicago. I know Tim Anderson. He's super like, he's just got a, a like a great, mentality it feels like but that's the thing it's like you see his personality and then you you pair that with the play that you love i think wrestling and baseball like baseball could use a little more wrestling they could use like the the not you don't have to be out there doing promos but like who are these guys you're you're not wearing a helmet you're wearing a hat you know, people are staring at you in the outfield. Like, stand, who are these guys? I think that's really yeah. compelling. The stories, stories is what makes it that much more fun to watch, right? Like, you want to go see Tim Tebow play baseball, even if it's in the minor leagues, because there's a story there. Yeah. Like, so if you get to know the people and the players, they're more fun to watch. You got to add stories to what you're also doing on the field. I mean, Mookie Betts was a like a professional league bowler. This dude's like an MVP caliber uh, player like he was like second in MVP voting last year just won the World Series as a professional bowler and I doubt you know that he loves Mookie Betts did you know that be honest 
Yeah, I did know that about Mookie. Oh, God, I mean, you knew yeah. that because, like, like. Yeah. but do you know that, Chris Long? Fuck no, I, now I do. Everyone I, that ever watches baseball should know that one of the like best players in the league is also a professional right. bowler. Right, that's true. And he was probably pretty broke up because that guy retired the other day, the greatest bowler of all time. You know that guy? Weber. Weber. He just retired. Yeah. Mookie Betts probably was like, he really took his time and thought about what that meant. He probably the sport of that. bowling. Uh, how about a guy who's got a great personality and is a great player, but isn't in the smallest market? Uh, you know, like, like, like a dude that, man, if this guy was in New York, everybody would know who he was. Man, there's a lot of those. Like, like, look what DJ LeMahieu. No one knew who he was with the Rockies. He was doing incredible things, and now all of a sudden he's in MVP talks as soon as he goes to New York and does the same thing. Yeah, you know, like, um, there's a lot of those out there. Um, as far as like personalities go, that's like one of the most electric personalities, and he's done some crazy stuff. Amir Garrett. Okay. Like this dude, like oh, that's he, the guy he can fight. He's the dude that just charged the whole freaking Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. yeah. And like, like and he like, he, he, he goes on social media and talks about like when Ronald Acuna hit a homer off him, he's like, this is my house. And he's like, I like that. I'm going to pimple strike out on you. And I, if you get me, you get me. Like, he's not, he's like, let's have fun. Let's go. And like, that's like Dominican league, like winter ball, man. Like Hanley Ramirez was hitting a single and acting like he hit a homer. We were trying to throw him out at first. It was just like what you did. And it was fun. It was like, all right, we're just not going to care what anyone does. We're just going to go. And if we do care, then we're gonna fight and that's even like and it was just this wild entertaining really fun like the stands were doing like there was like every team had a song that sa the stands are singing every single pitch every strike in every every game is like yeah because like music's is going and so anyway amir garrett no is dude i'm looking guys. at him right now did, did you know he could have been a two-sport star that's what this um, um i mean this dude's a free he was athlete. a saint john's uh basketball player dude and it's so funny it was was it like a summer or two well obviously it was in summer it was later in the summer it was like maybe two summers ago i just popped on the tv when we were on vacation i saw the fight with him and i was like oh i i want to watch that guy now fighting it might be generally frowned upon but it's colorful like you know hockey that, fans get a lot of mileage out of fighting i mean every now and again yeah, it, it got broken up you know as long as yeah. you know it's yeah. like <laughs> it's um, not like anybody's getting hurt out there except uh, like, robin ventura that one time and even he's still doing okay you he's know? still doing like, fine i had a I, I mean i had a plaque of like nolan ryan with blood all over his jersey in my room as a kid i was grew up in texas oh, yeah because so. you're from Ar are you from arlington or you went to college in arlington yeah I, I grew up 15 minutes from that stadium that's so cool that's that could have been a fun time to be a, a a Rangers fan. What like you talk about like people say baseball's is a cliche. Obviously, we as baseball fans know this is not true. Baseball is not in a downward spiral, right? Because I'm seeing these contracts that are ginormous, or am I missing the point? I mean, I don't. I'm not like I don't know the numbers, but it seems to me like they're making a lot of money because the <laughs> contracts keep getting bigger That's and bigger. And uh, and in the meetings and stuff, it seems like um, it's supposed to be proportionate owners revenue versus players revenue. And as you're seeing these massive numbers, it's actually getting less proportionate where the owners are actually making uh, a higher percentage than they're supposed to, according to the numbers that we hear. So like it's supposed to be like a split where like like you see this player sign for 300, 400 million, whatever. And that's just one player on the team. And the team is making just as much as making more money than every player they're paying. Right. Like that's like the negotiation between the union and like whatever. So like they're going to cook, you know, do the numbers and do whatever. We don't know exactly what the truth is with these things. They, they, they have ways of wiggling around stuff, but the reason they're paying them this money is because they're getting paid this money and they're making more than the players are making. I, I'd like one of those contracts. 
we'll go Wouldn't play we catch all? later today. Should I actually let me I would love to play catch. Let me speak on we that. We were just though. talking about playing catch, though. So. Nothing better than catch. Let's go play catch. I never got into this sport because the ball is hard and looked like it hurt. And not only getting hit by a pitch, but if you don't catch that ball in the webbing and it and it hits you in these uh meta carpals. Meta carpals. Hurts. So Hunter Pence, did you ever stand in a batter's box afraid? Um, I mean, like, there's certain pitchers you have to face that you have to be at peace with, like, death. <laughs> because, like, like there's certain pitchers like Carlos Marmol or, like, a Jake Arrieta. Like, Marmol was throwing 97-mile-an-hour sinkers, and he threw a slider that looked like a fastball at your neck that came in for a strike. Yeah. So you had to just be like, I'm not moving. If that's a fastball, I'm dead. If it's a slider, I have to stay in to hit this. So, like, the only way to hit him was to be like, all right, I'm either dying or hitting it. Like, <laughs> because if I back up, it's a strike every time. Right. And it looks it, like he's throwing it with everything he has. And like, it's happening way faster than it looks. And it looks like a 97 mile an hour fastball at your neck. And then it just breaks right over the plate. So, I mean, was that, is that fun? No, but that's what you like signed up for. And you just are like, all right, let's go. I'm like, here we go. And fortunately, like, uh, you know, I, I don't know if my numbers were good, but I, that's when I finally started hitting him. When I realized like he came in every single time I came up when I was with the Astros, it was like the Cubs guy. It was like Lou Pinella, like, Oh, Hunter's coming up marmol. And so I had to figure it out. <laughs> in, in 14 years, how many times did you get hit by a pitch according to baseballreference.com? I don't know. I think I, I feel like I averaged like two a year. 26. So, not that bad. It's weird with people. Like there's different people that like I unconsciously like have like matrix moves. It's like super hard to hit me. And I don't <laughs> even know how or why it's like, I'm like, I'm going to hit like, I have like some, sometimes I would like bail out. Like it was like, I thought it was a fastball and then it was a curveball, and I would jump back in and hit. And like, I didn't even know how I did it. It's just like my reactions are like, like I just get out of the way. And there's some people that just don't know how to move. Like, Legit, I saw Chase Utley like just take a ball in the head, like didn't even move, just went boom. Like, like at least even if it's Marmol slider, I'm still like, like I'm gonna get out of the way. I'm back in. <laughs> Chase Utley, he is a machine, dude. He has to be a machine. What hurts the most? Because like, you know, you would think it'd be certain parts of your body, but I, for me, like I hate to get hit in the lower back. Lower back to me, it's that like pisses you off place to get hit, like ribs ribs is tough yeah uh you know honestly like some it's weird like like sometimes i'll get hit with 96 and and like i'll think it's a bad spot and it won't be bad but one time i got hit in spring training with a slider from a lefty throwing like not even very hard like some minor league guy that was just in it was like maybe maybe an 80 mile an hour slider that hit the dirt and then hit my shin and it just went in between where the shin bone and like the calf was and i think that thing is still messed up today and this is years later like i still don't feel good there i don't know what he did but he got like, a lot of tissue weird. there's not a lot of tissue down there to absorb that um but ribs ball wheeler got me with 95 in the ribs once that was pretty tough i felt that for a couple months <sighs> Jeez. 
All right, so what ha- so what happens this year? Who wins the whole thing, and what do you think's like a big hot take storyline? Do you have any hot take storylines? Watch there's a, this. There's so many hot take storylines, and there's so many exciting things. But I, I mean, I, my pick, I've already picked them, is the Braves. Like they got Charlie Morton, they brought in the killer. They have they, They've been they've been getting beat in the playoffs and slowly ramping up and feeling that that demon of like losing in the playoffs. And they're still, you know, they got MVP Freeman. They got one of the best talents in the league with uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. They have tons of other like really great hitters and supporting casts uh great people over there and they got my man pablo sandoval who's just an energy just a freaking fountain of energy and youth and belief and faith and he's just clutch as hell um they just then they got that charlie morton killer they have so much pitching so the braves are my team they're my pick to win it all this year uh they're too deep um, they got so then, much pitching again dude how about that hey hey fellas bottom second Phillies one, Braves zero. So maybe pump oh, the brakes yeah. on that. There we Braves. go. That might be that take uh, might be stale. It's yeah. Two innings in is not two innings in is not telling me J- diddly squat. We got a long way to go. 162. <laughs> Adam uh, or Andrew McCutcheon hitting uh, currently 1,000 for the. Uh, he keeps did he that homer. What did he do? My- uh he did not homer because uh, he scored on a sack fly. No other homer matters today besides the snow dong. <laughs> the snow dong is the most magical thing I've ever seen. Why do you love calling it a dong? Because I just want to see if he'd laugh. Because it doesn't make me think of a homer. When no, I it makes dong. you think of something else. That's why I was trying to get him to laugh in the middle of the interview, but he he didn't. Like you've just you've said it so many times that I know you're doing it intentionally. And I just wanted to get. I wanted to call you on it. That makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah, snow taters. We're talking about picking our teams. So we got the Braves. Yeah. Is the as now we're crossing it to the selection of the teams, which is going to happen after you get off, but we'll, we'll be sure to, to let you know where it landed. Um, AL who, are your, who are your five teams? Just from talking to us for a few minutes and knowing about us, maybe take a guess at who it should be for each of us. Um, I mean, I feel like Macon's going to be like Dodgers or Yankees, like the teams that are really Ouch. great right now. <laughs> uh, and then like, Chris, like you got to be like a freaking grinder team. You got to be like a like you got to want a savage. Like you're like a White Sox. Wow. You're uh you're a, you're a Mets, Phillies, Giants. Like if you like grinders. Okay. Well, there might be. Okay, so here I'll I'll, I'll start it off. Okay. My top five currently. Let me scroll down. I just got because I had one one housekeeping item with. It's complicated when you played in these cities because when you play in these cities, especially in St. Louis. They tell you they're like, yeah. It's almost like you have to love the Cardinals as much as them. Philly fan, cool. Phillies fans have been a little more understanding about the fact that I might like another team, but um, the Phillies are in it, um, and the Cardinals are in it. So I left the, the St. Louis Cardinals. The Rockies. Why the Rockies? That's a really weird one. Beautiful ballpark. I love Denver. I love everything about Denver. I would love to make a pilgrimage there. I still could do that to watch my future team on the road. Um, Lord knows I have a lot of NL teams in my top five. There's a lot of Rockies fans pretty upset right now with uh, giving away Arenado. Mm-hmm. I mean that was <laughs> it's, a t- it's a tough time right and now. And where is Arenado right now, Chris? I have no idea. St. Louis Cardinals. He's a just mentioned. It's geez, he's in wow. my top five, but he just moved from I one love, top five team to another. I love Arenado. This is a freaking savage, rip your face off hitter. Golly, and they, tr- they just they gave just, him away. They just plucked it. Well, that's that's putting the Rockies in jeopardy. But also Coors Light, um, and the only real atmospheric advantage in baseball is is the Rockies, if you think about it. I mean, in football, you go high altitude, everybody gets tired and makes the, the game shitty. 
In baseball, ball go further. In fact, I know from Mr. Pence's Wikipedia that he once hit a home run that was 474 feet in Colorado. Hmm. Is that true? It was the longest home run of the year at the time. I don't know, but... I mean, the ball goes farther in Colorado than anywhere else. Grindy games, close games, pitching games makes like for really dramatic baseball. You know, like scoring a ton of runs gets exhausting watching that over and over in long games and like, oh, another homer, another homer. When it's rare, creates the bigger moments. Well, I I got good news for you. My top five, uh, I've got the Orioles in my top five. So low scoring games on one side of it traditionally kind of their thing that's a tiny ballpark too i love that's a that's it's a beautiful ball it is beautiful that's a tiny that's a a hitter's park and and the best those are two of the best hitters parks in the league so that's what i like hitting man i like to hit you like like offense i like offense and also uh we're we're three hours from baltimore so a place that maybe i could take the little man obviously um you know the braves because we kind of looked at each other there the braves are probably in your top five as well they are they are you know who lives in Charlottesville here, by the way? Uh, Billy Wagner. He lives not oh, five. Awesome. Talk about guys that would probably get hurt. You know, hurt to get hit by. Um, yeah, probably hundred. <laughs> so, tiny hundred. Give me your top five. Okay. Well, first of all, very offended by what Hunter the Bra- had to were say. The Bra- were, were the Braves in your top five? Mine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, full disclosure: I grew up a Red Sox fan. Idolized Mo Vaughn. Nobody cooler he than Mo Vaughn. He likes to say that. He likes to say that. Oh, four was very cool. It's gotten I, less cool. I was there. It was uh, the more people who have jumped on the bandwagon. So I'm signing like a one year deal here. But I I zagged, and again, offense taken with Dodgers and Yankees. I've got Orioles. It was intended. Orioles, <laughs> Blue Jays, Twins, A's, A Braves. The Blue Jays, huh? Yeah, big time. Vlad Glad Junior. Oh, I love him. The Blue Jays are going to be – they're one of the coolest stories this year. They're going to be super fun to watch this year. you got, like, lots of years to look forward to because they are – they've been – you know, I guess they were pretty good in the Bautista era as well, but they're back, man, and they are young, talented, and they they brought in Springer. Blue Jays are a good one right now. I like that you guys are talking about the Orioles because I'm a fan of this – the GM. I think they're, like, two, three years away from, like – being really legit because I think I, I, I'm a fan of the GM and and I think that his his stuff is going to start coming through in like two years. This is great. The good Orioles is a, is a sweet one because you're not a bandwagoner because they're not good yet. They're not expected to be good. They could be good. We don't know. But if you jump on now and you're like, I'm an Orioles fan, you start rocking that gear. And I'm, I mean, I'm a Giants fan, black and orange. It's October. That's the black and time. orange it's is the, the coolest combo. It's it's, it's, it's savage combo yeah. uh, that their stadium's sick. And like, you're not going to be a bandwagoner. You're going to be like watching these guys develop into the team that's making the playoffs in two, three years. All the people and, and, that, that act like we're the newcomers today, we get to act like they're the newcomers if I'm an Orioles fan in three years. Oh, what who's your favorite team? Yankees? I'm a fucking baseball hipster. I'm a I'm a that's Orioles. a baseball that's super that, that's super baseball hipster Orioles right there. Exactly, dude. Sure. Exactly. Hey, speaking of, enjoy watching um indoor baseball, right? Toronto, they play indoor. Mm-hmm. Well, enjoy watching your favorite team. It's play. a retractable roof. <laughs> See? It ain't no Seattle retractable roof, who by the way just missed the cut because it's so far. I'll never get there. Are we still the Rogers Center up there? I don't know. I don't know. They changed um, the names of the stadium so much. Another yeah. reason players are getting four hundred million. They're selling the names of the stadiums for hundreds and b- millions. But Safeco. what was the question? 
Safeco. Safeco. Paying uh, whoever it's got beautiful. paid a bunch of money up there. Mariners is another fun one to watch because they've never won a World Series and they got a young core that's, uh, you know, they they had they 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 performed really well last year and like they're all kind of they're they're another one that's kind of in the Orioles range. Like one of these teams like is going to be good in the next two three years or maybe even this year, and one of them is probably going to fail and have taking to a flyer. That's all taking a flyer and yeah, also flyer. and. Waylon picked a favorite team this morning. Who? My my five year old son. I, I'll reveal that with mine. Okay. Um, the Giants. <laughs> hey, speaking of, it's, we are uh, uniform weirdos. I picture you in a Giants uni with the number eight. Anything behind the number eight? So a lot of times in the majors, it's tough to get a number that you want. And like my whole life, like the first number I ever was asked to get. My brother was number seven and I wanted to be like my older brother. So I was like, can I get number seven? They're like, seven's taken. And when I was a kid, I could do like backflips. I was in gymnastics and like, so Ozzy Smith did backflips to shortstop. I would go and do backflips to shortstop. And my dad goes, why don't you be number eight? You can, he did the whole days of thunder. You can read it right side up and upside down. And so then my first number was eight. And so from then on, I always tried to be eight. And it was never available until I got traded to the Giants. And they had me. They were like, you're going to be number – it was like one or two. And I was like, do you all have number eight? And they were like, yeah, we actually do, but we've already been printing all this. I was like, please, could I get number eight? And they gave it to me. And it just like – I was like, I was like, damn, I finally got my number. And it was super cool. Like I didn't know that I was going to go on to you know, have a long-tended career there, win two world championships with great teams. But it was just like kind of like this like almost foreshadowing for me. Like here's your number. Here's where you're going. Go get it. I love the days of thunder element to that. You can read it forwards backwards the same too. Sideways if you want. It's a beautiful number. Um, Infin- infinity sideways. That was that was something I I would say in high school. I'm infinity sideways. Infinity. When I slide, I'm infinity. Hey, um, how about stadiums? Because we we're really taking stadiums into account here. Do you have a favorite stadium to play at, uh, and one that you hated playing at? Well, if you want the most beautiful stadium, it's Oracle Park. It's, it's absolutely bananas. It's so beautiful. Um, and like rowdy, rowdy fans, rowdy fans in Oakland too, by the way, um, probably not as beautiful as a stadium, but it's still cool. It's like high school football. Cause they got like, they actually have the drums and like chants and like, they're like, they're savage, oh. edgy, hardcore out there. It's really, oh, dude, they just missed intense. the cut. They're, they're on deck on my chart. They're, they're intense, dude. And their colors, their colors are swaggy too, I dude. Know. I love green and yellow, man. White and, shoes. uh, and like, they're always good and they have no like low payroll. I don't know how they do it. They're just run really well. Um, it's a savage, it's a savage community. Um, Giants and A's man. It's it, they're fun teams to root for. I literally wanted to ask you about this stadium. When I was a rookie, you remember Kirk Morrison? He played for the uh, Raiders. He's a linebacker. He's a really good player. He took me on my visit and we went to a game uh, and we sat there at night and took it in. And I just thought I was in like, I was in heaven, you know, it was like, it was just gorgeous. And I love the Bay, the Bay air, you know, it's like, you just know the yeah, water's right there. It's um, badass. Yeah. And they, they like, they put on a good show too, man. It's a, uh, they do a good job with the jumbotron and like they're the, the people that run the whole show. It's like, like, I don't know how to explain it, but it's a freaking awesome experience. And I, I don't know. I think, I think you should throw a little shocker at them. Like these are my top five, but I'm taking the A's because savage, baby, you know, <laughs> like, we are. Do- hey, listen, we're doing the high school hat thing, the high school commitment thing. So there could be some twists. Dude, making, like, don't be afraid. Be- don't be afraid to take the giants either, man. Is that the best place to hit a, hit a, hit a dong, just a massive <laughs> Dinger, splash bro. dong. Be I don't know what that is. Is, this a, is that the best place to be, to hit a, a massive dinger 
into the water out there outside of that stadium. Because I always think about like the kayakers, if they fell in, what about sharks? You know, like what about surfers? Like sharks are in the ocean. You just gotta you gotta take your you gotta well, shoot your shot, surf, take your dude. risk, live your life. <laughs> okay. uh, but uh, yeah, it's freaking sweet to hit it into the bay. I mean, I never did because I'm right-handed, and you gotta be like like no right-handers ever gone into the ocean. But I one time hit one that like cut that like could have bounced off the concrete, but it hit one of the pillars that might have bounced in there. Uh, so nobody hit Cole Hamels off of the Phillies. Actually, nobody's ever hit. Uh, nobody's ever like back hip one into the water. You have to. You have to be lefties. It's all lefties, lefties. pulling. Okay, because how far no do you actually have to hit it, it? How far do you have to hit it in feet, like pretty much to get there? A crazy long way, and it's like, it, like it, the only time it's possible is a day game, uh, and if like some weird wind. Oh, uh, because but I, honestly, it might change though because they they switched the wind tunnel. So like AT or it's now Oracle Park used to be like a huge pitcher's park and like the wind knocked everything down. The whole time I was in right field, like it didn't matter how hard you hit it, the wind was knocking it down unless it was a day game. But they 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 they, they took away the wind tunnels and last year the ball was flying. So things could change. It's a totally different ballpark than it used to be just because they got rid of these wind tunnels. So it was like bouncing off of that and ricocheting back in. And now, because the flags were always blowing straight out, but knocking the ball in so now without the wind tunnels the wind's actually carrying the ball dude that's i had no idea i've it's got weird but it's a hitter's park now i like hitting i've got quick hitters to improve okay, baseball go, go, go ahead uh dh in both leagues yes or no mm, man i like dh but i'm gonna say no because it's fun to have a difference okay pitch clocks yes or no <laughs> yes because like we don't need to like we don't need the hitter like back in the day hitters used to like walk out of the box and I remember being at games and like you know taking a million years and just like like now you have to stay in the box they changed that it was great um, I don't like like fast food oriented baseball like speeding it up but like there is eventually like that's okay that's long enough you know like at a a decent amount of time you shouldn't be you shouldn't be able, but even with the pitch clock, they can just step off. There's like rules and stuff that they can just like mix and match, but like, let's keep the rhythm going. Let's not be extraordinary in with the time here. Bat flips. Can we, can we do more, more, more or less? And there's only one right answer. Yeah. More bat flips. Hardest stadium to actually go take a dump in. Serious mm. question. That is a good question. I got to think. Cause that, cause uh, I feel like that's a big part of y'all's like, uh, your little syllabus for I mean, the day is like, if I have to go during this three hour game, how do I get back there? It's between Wrigley and Oakland. Cause they're old. Yeah. I don't even remember Boston. I hadn't been there enough, but like Wrigley, you have to go through all this like concrete climb up stairs to get like, to get, cause the dugout's like tiny and, uh, yeah. And it's a long ways up to to get there. So it's probably Wrigley hundred percent. That one's like insanely tough. Well, he's a, he's a one batting glove guy. Can I ask him why? Please. Why? Um, well, it's, it's, I, I switched to two batting gloves when I got older Okay. Uh, because I changed the way I hit. But when I was a kid, like it was $5 for one batting glove and $20 for two. And so my dad just bought me one batting glove and I just got used to it. And I liked the feel of like the glove on this hand. And I liked the feel of the bare hand up top. Uh, but when I switched my swing, just like 19 and 20, uh, I got super top handy and I was just ripping the hell out of my top hand. And I was like, I gotta, I gotta cover this. The blisters suck, dude. 
What was your best yeah, walk up music? Could you change your walk up music from day to day? Like, hey, guy upstairs, I'm feeling something different. Lizzo, yeah, now. You, yeah. You would just have to let him know beforehand. I mean, I, I I mixed and matched and like just went whatever I felt like was necessary. I did a you know a whole bunch of different stuff. I mean, I, I was really into hard rock when I was young, and then I got into just like all sorts of different weird stuff. Like one time, I was like. Uh, I don't know if this is good to say, but I was like, I think we need to be more gangster. And I just wanted to send a message. And I just like, it was like, you know, like ain't nothing but a gangster party, yeah. like thug love, like just like every song was. And then I went into like this Harry Potter thing and I did everything. Like I did <laughs> Harry Katie Potter Perry. naturally. Yeah, dude. Uh, it was like a, it was like a remix of like, uh, from like, like EDM Harry the, Potter remix e- EDM. Like it was like an EDM goblins. Like, <laughs> did you ever see the like really cool dance? The team, the, the high school did for like this Harry no. Potter. And it's like, expecto Patronum. No. I don't even know, but it was something like that. And I, and like, and uh, you know, I'm actually a big Harry Willow Potter's fan time. in the fantasy realm. So I love Willow. Yeah, Willow is a, a classic. You probably haven't seen Willow. Have you? I don't know, Willow. Last question or two don't for you. Don't kill unicorns, you know? Don't kill you, yeah. All right, now we're baseball fans. Give us the do's and don'ts. Like, what do we not do to be a cool, chill baseball fan, and what do we do to be a cool, you chill Don't call fan? homers dong. <laughs> well, that changed. It's, it's 401. I turned into a baseball fan at exactly 4 o'clock, so I okay. don't say that anymore. So, you can say, <laughs> uh, so do's and don'ts for baseball fans? Um, for one, don't have any do's and don'ts, just – do what you want to do. Oh, um, you know what? Don't tell people how to be a baseball fan is, is a number one rule. The first rule is there are no rules. Hey, Enjoy I'm, it. I'm 34. I would like to bring my glove to the ballpark. Hell yeah. Thank you. <laughs> now, here's what, here's one thing. If you want to, like, if you catch a ball, glove or not, nobody cares. You first, you celebrate it, like, hell yeah, here's my ball. Then you hand it off to a kid yes. or a girl yes. every yep. single time. Don't ever keep the ball right. as a grown-up. Like, you bring your glove, you catch it, you're like, yeah, I'm bad. Boom, give away. Have to pimp it. And yeah. then uh, in between innings, when you're out playing long toss with your center fielder, can I then say, hey, Hunter, Hunter, ball, ball, ball. Hunter, would Hunter, you, Hunter. Would you no, throw it into the no, stands? No, no, no. I mean, you will, like everyone does that. Like so many times I'm trying to, like, there's a kid and I'm like, you throwing it to you. And there's this little kid like, oh, I'm going to get a ball. And then this big dude jumps, knocks him over, grabs the ball. And it's like, yeah. And you're like, I hate that. Are you kidding me? It's easy to see. Those are the fans you don't want to be. So um, how about this one team because of the fan base that you were like, man, that'd be fun to play there, but you never got a chance to. Man, there's a lot of them. Uh, A lot of really cool ones. Uh... You know, I think the Cubs is a pretty sweet fan base. Yeah. It's probably hard to focus at those games because everybody's partying and you're like, all That's right. It's fun. That's part of the fun, dude. It's the day games. It's, uh, <laughs> yes. it's, it's wild shenanigans. It's, uh, you know, it's good times. Both parties might have a little FOMO. They want to play baseball and you want to drink out in Wrigleyville. <laughs> so it's like, um, Hunter Pence, man, appreciate the time greatly. Uh, we'll, ha- we'll have to have you back on once, we're, once, we're, once we get good at this. And uh, right. and talk to you sometime this season, ma'am. All right. Good luck with uh, picking your team to root for. I hope it's none of the five you've already chosen. <laughs> he, he Surprise us. No, Surprise yeah, us. no April Fool's jokes. We'll tell you who it really is later. All but, right. All right, dude. Hey, thanks so much, man. Baseball tonight. Baseball tonight. 
No offense to anybody listening. Is that that's still a I think I don't know if it is, but we're baseball fans now. We should probably figure that out. You know, anytime that comes on, it's like it's like um it's like medicine if you're anxious. It just makes me feel like there's something going on that I can mindlessly watch. And now I'm gonna be following it. Like I'm gonna know who the people are. And I'm gonna watch for more than fifteen minutes at a time. That makes me think of Peter Gammons. Yeah. I guess now we're in the age of uh, Buster Olney. Yeah, and Jeff Passan. Ken Rosenthal. Look at us. John Crook. Yeah, those guys. Pretty much only if you've been on this show am I recognizing you as national baseball media. Not for long. So that guy, Hunter Pence, we got to have him back. He was awesome. He was awesome. He didn't like dongs. No, he preferred dingers to dongs. (laughs) In fact, might have been offended by dong. But you stuck with it to I your with it. Uh, yep. credit. Uh, well, we'll see if he comes back. If he doesn't come back again, we know it was the dongs. Yeah, he's a clear, this is such a crappy cliche, but guy to grab a beer with. I mean, so, Hunter Pence, number like one overall pick. I'd like to grab six pick. beers with Hunter. Yeah. I'd like to do some psychedelics with Hunter. I don't know if he's into that. I'd like to visit a shaman with, we got to remember to send him pictures of us so we can get our... Yeah. Spirit animal. Yeah, oh, yeah, we got to. Yeah. Well, how are we going to hit him up? Were we going to get his contact until I overdong the interview? <laughs> if you overdonged us out of our spirit animals, I'm going to be upset. Well, I know other people in the baseball stratosphere I can call. There's probably, they probably have one spirit animal shaman lady that services nah. all the teams. I, okay, but I, if not, I want Hunter's <laughs> gal. <laughs> um, well, she's probably got a monopoly on it. I've never heard of anybody that solely did spirit animals like usually you're like what do you do they're like we do palm readings and we do some other things you can get this package kind of like a car wash you know you can get the ultimate which is going to be the palm and the spirit animal yes yeah, tarot card adjacent but it sounds like she's doing something right well yeah because all those people were just like he described them and i believe hunter she's like red panda you know red panda no, it's a cartoon though. I'll be watching it. It's not. Red Panda is <laughs> a person. Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> and she uh she rides a really tall unicycle and flips oh, bowls yeah, on she, top of red. Tragically one time she didn't land the the thing. Oh, it happens on occasion. But if that's not a lesson for doing the one thing you do really well, I don't know what is. And it sounds like this shaman spirit animal lady just just nails it. Let's get it. Uh if I had to guess what you're going to be. A crane. Thanks. Yeah. I'm not good at animals. You're you're kind of a... Oof. I'm Michael Scott.gif. Yikes right now. Just thinking about how you're going to make me feel small right now. No, I'm not. I'm not here to do that. I just don't know many animals. You don't know a lot of animals. Like what, you're, what, what you look like to me, not look like. What you seem like to me, not even seem like. I'm going to say a... I'm going to say a brown bear. Okay, good. And that's awesome for you. <laughs> I'm fine with that. I'm it a, could have been a lot worse. I'm a crane. <laughs> well, crane, I mean, you're tall. Okay. Um, you know, I think of peace. I think of oh dignity. Cranes are very dignified animals. Thank you. They hang out by beautiful, serene, like English countryside looking ass settings. And I think like you would do well there. That's actually, that's... I'm in agreement, and yeah. I thank you for your thoughtfulness. Crane's one of the smartest uh, animals in the animal kingdom, too. Great. Yeah. And brown bears. Hats off to them. Brown. <laughs> Can get mad. Bear-like. Okay. Um, so anyways, that complicated things, if anything. Like, 
we 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 already gave him our top five. I kind of want to go through some of the teams that didn't make the cut and why, um, and mount a little tension here. I did get some tips today uh, from notable fans of ball clubs, PFT pitching the Nationals, who probably just missed the cut for both of us. Oh yeah, right on the cusp. Uh, proximity, Ryan Zimmerman, formerly Sean Doolittle. Too good though. And mostly formerly Sean Doolittle. They if, have they have a recent chip. If they had signed Sean Doolittle to a lifetime contract like say a Bobby Bonilla hmm. on a lesser scale, I would have been a Nats fan for life. That was a time and a place that I was clapping for the Nats. But PFT said, look at Max Scherzer's eyes. Different colors. Well, also like very wide. Okay. And also he likes that Juan Soto, Juan Soto, as some people call him, stares down pitchers when he takes pitches. So like he doesn't follow, the, you know, kind of like Hunter Pence was talking about where Utley just ate one to the dome. <laughs> like homeboy will just kind of look at the pitcher and the ball will whiz right by his head. So PFT makes a really compelling argument. And to me, my friends who used to live in Northern Virginia, when they'd go up to those games, they described it as like kind of a more, like a newer, more corporate Wrigleyville. It was like people love drinking beer, the day games are fun, young professionals. It was a happening area. True or false, I used to live in Washington, D.C. Uh, true. That is true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Great. It's a weird time. Weird time for everybody. For everybody, everybody. Yeah. for me as well. Yeah, uh, but you're not wrong. Nats Park is a good time. It so, really is. So for me, they're, they're, you know, I would classify them as probably being a team that was, uh, that was, that was in the hole. They just missed being on deck. On deck are the teams out of the top five that don't make it. Um, Nationals in the hole. I think the Athletics. Listen, maybe from time to time I can visit the Athletics. Maybe I can make a pilgrimage to all thirty parks or however many there are with uh, Young Whalen, who wants to be. He's an aspiring baseball fan. He's starting t-ball this week. Mm, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You see the Oakland A is part of my group. I'm not going to cuck you. I mean, but you got to admit it's super cool. And shout out to our boy Mike Cochran who wrote me a lengthy synopsis of why it's good to be an A's fan. Yeah. It's too far. If they were in D.C., I'd probably be an A's fan. Okay. Elephants, yellow and, and, uh, and, and green, really bare bones utilitarian stadium. Despite what Hunter Pence said, I wanted to rule out recent champs. That L.A., that L.A. hat? Yeah. Dope, but nah. Everything about the stadium is gorgeous. Oh, great. They call it the Riviera out there. Chavez Ravine. Yeah. Close. It's like the Riviera. Yeah. So uh, it's like, yeah, Dodgers. Kirk Gibson. Nationals. Bo Sox in 2018. Of course, I would have chosen the Red Sox, but too recent a champ for me. Yeah, dude. And, and you know, like I'll go ahead and eliminate one right here. And this was really hard. And this is somebody out of my on deck circle. Um, the St. Louis Cardinals. Listen, oh. listen, St. Louis, I know like we're, we're bonded for life. So if anybody's mad at me that I'm not a Cardinals fan, what have you been doing the last 11, 12, 13 years? Because I have never been a Cardinals fan. Like I played in the city. Um, I appreciate the Cardinals. I respect the hell out of the Cardinals. This is a respectful, it's not even a breakup. It feels a little like uh, The Bachelor. Well, we, yeah, we have the hats. We've had teams volleying, jockeying for position. We've had the 
no big deal. I had the fucking Orioles in your boys' mentions. They made me a sloth meme. We talked about that the other day. Soon after we wrapped the pod, um, who was it? The the, uh, the Phillies actually made the PowerPoint, dude. Very cool. They made a PowerPoint. Those are the little things. St. Louis, you didn't make me a PowerPoint. Got to admit, didn't make me a PowerPoint. That's a big deal. Comic Sans was the uh, was the the font. Somebody pointed out my mention. Did you recruit somebody to be a fan by a PowerPoint in Comic Sans of all of the fonts? Um, they actually wrote one slide that said, "Look at these hydrated kings." My Twitter name, dude. Former Twitter name. Former. Now I'm what? Baseball knower king, I think. Baseball knowing king. Chris Baseball Hall. knowing king. Yep, yep. And my bio says home run. <laughs> cool. This is a nice touch. So anyways, bearing the lead here, the Cardinals are out. It's not because they're not awesome. It's not because they don't have the best ballpark, like cityscape. Like that cityscape right through the arch and all the beautiful buildings down there. It's gorgeous. Um, but when I come back to St. Louis, you're going to tell me I can't like get some tickets. You know what I mean? I think we need to talk about the elephant in the room. What? St. Louis Cardinals fans are known to be good fans, but they're not well liked. Well, they're 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 thought of as the, they're the blue bloods. They're thought and, and I can't as a guy with a new team become a blue blood. It makes a lot of sense, uh, all that stuff. And yes, I'll say this very honestly. I said this somebody was like somebody from St. Louis recently uh, in my, was like, hey, why aren't you already a Cardinals fan? I was like, because of that question right there. I played there for eight years and it's like people assume that you there's only one baseball team in the universe, which I get because if I grew up in St. Louis, I would have Cardinal stuff all over my damn bedroom, okay? But I didn't. So like generally, your players come from other hometowns. Like they have hometowns too. Maybe they were fans of teams beforehand. And it was like people were like, wait, there's another option besides baseball heaven? And listen, I don't blame them. It wasn't like the Cardinals came down to our games much unless we were recognizing them at halftime for being actually good at their sport. That's funny. That's funny. I have a Cardinals fan in my life I respect a whole lot, and yet what I'm about to say is going to be offensive. I think they're the unwritten rule of fan bases. You think the Cardinals are? Yeah. Really? Just sort of, what, why are you like Old that? Old baseball. Why? I, I, I'm not going to go as far as saying that, but they definitely know that the shit doesn't stink a lot there, mm -hmm. and it's a gorgeous place, and they've got a great franchise, and I can't wait to come to a game and be like, you know, the elephant in the room when I'm scanning my ticket is going to be that um, they didn't get the rose, but that's okay. Is that the only place you've thrown out a first pitch? Uh, that is the only place I've thrown out a first pitch, and I forgot to mention this the other day because they did the – you want to ask how it went? I do. Well, it didn't, it didn't go well. I've told this story before. You've heard this story, yeah? Yeah, but I don't remember, so it couldn't have been that bad. No, it was pretty bad. Um, <laughs> you know, throw a first pitch, go warm up in the, the boat. Oh, didn't you almost hit like a vet? I almost killed a – world war ii vet and oh my god at this juncture in 2008 as a rookie um you know the my man made it that far like he survived uh, you know countless battles and dangers and hazards and you know he ends up getting hit by a meathead by like uh the guy from bull durham hitting the mascot only i hit the world war ii vet i didn't hit him dude okay so if you're listening you're like damn did he kill an old guy no i did a full wind up because when I was back there in the bullpen, I was talking to the catcher and I was like, any advice? And he was like, dude, just don't skip it. Like, if you do anything. Hit the World War II vet. Well, he didn't say that explicitly. Um, 
I go, uh, all right, well, I'm going to go through one up and I'm going to, I'm going to try to hit 80. He's like, if you can get 80 and you don't skip it, that's going to be a great first pitch. And I was like, got it. Next thing you know, uh, my elbow was a little, I let my elbow kind of, you know, the thing Mm -hmm. and, uh, sailed it. It hit the brick backstop. Nice stadium. Again, a lot of brick rolled all the way down the first baseline. (laughs) So like, there's like an audible gasp in the stadium and, and there I don't not even, that many people there at that point at that point and i don't know if the world war ii vet even knew what happened to him <laughs> oh man um so yeah the cardinals i appreciate it like but i you, come in your stadium i fuck up a first pitch you tweet to me and then i don't pick you i'm sorry not only one team can get the rose are you removing the hat from the table or are we going to leave the hats on the table let's remove the hat from the table okay that's how i like to do business okay we're going to put it over here in the possible Ooh. side team Oh, side I'm this just business joking. again. I'm just joking. This is baseball. It's all about loyalty. You want to, that's a handsome, oh man. How about you eliminate handsome. one? Okay. Um, I'll eliminate one without touching it because the uh, Charlottesville, Virginia lid store doesn't have any twins hats. Well, why would they? You actually had that milk toast team. Yeah. In your, dude, their uniforms put me to sleep. That's the problem. They have that creamy uni going on now. That the, oh, the 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 hat yeah the hat is just a T and a C. The, the Minnesota the, Twins have a cream yeah. uniform. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they got themselves a Target Field. A lot of what it came down to for me. Oh, you was, know what? How is how about the, are you talking about this uh, pinstripe one? Yeah. Oh, that's fucking gorgeous. But it's not going to do it for me. I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to be up in Minnesota anytime soon. And guess what else they have? Which is maybe maybe they're not allowed to do this. But if you go with the powder blues, you're doing something right. But I don't even know if that's in their uh, history or not, but it looks great. Is that like when teams suddenly wake up and have black uniforms? It's the cool version of that. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, yeah. the not cool yeah, version. Yeah, this is the cool version. Yeah, so Twinkies were on the list. In fact, they finished number two in my list, but Charlottesville Lids, you don't have the hat. It, it doesn't make the table. I will eliminate the Atlanta Braves. Okay. I don't know if Braves is problematic. I don't know if I can walk down the street doing the tomahawk chop. I think you got a lot going on for you, including having a part-time... The, the best logos in sports when not on an Alabama basketball short. A part-time podcaster grew up watching all of your AAA affiliate ball games. Richmond. The Richmond Braves. Yeah. Now the Richmond Flying Squirrels in a different system. Really? Yeah. Yeah. But the R Braves, you know, you got to see Fred McGriff come through, Ryan Klesko, those guys. They were always on TV. Um, TBS, Cowboy Reed brought that up before. He said, I don't know, a lot of my buddies, you know, growing up, uh, they were Braves fans because you were watching the Braves. And I do feel like that's a... John, shout out to John, Wizard of Oz, said that he would peg you as a, a Braves fan. Oh. Southern, peacockish. Peacockish? I was. So- <laughs> <laughs> I called you a crane earlier. Did you say peacockish? That's what John, <laughs> John said about their fan base, maybe. How does he mean? I don't know. I don't know how he meant, but okay. I thought that that might just, I might just, uh, he, he pegged me as a Cubs fan, which, you know, I guess is cool, but. It's not going to happen because I feel like that's too front runnery. Who wouldn't want to be a Cubs fan? Okay, and Hunter Pence gave us a Braves as champ. I don't. I don't want champ out of the gate. I don't 
think. Well, yeah, sure, that, why that, not? That, but that, I don't, elim- that eliminated them. Yeah, no way. Now we've heard that, so we're being honest. We're playing. You know, we're all about integrity, baseball. We, if we were thinking about it, they're out because they're out for me too. Okay, uh, and they're kind of like they would actually have a better shot if they weren't like the friends X situation. And by that I mean the rivals of the Phillies. Um, you know, like that's my friend's ex girlfriend. That's so, my friend's rival. I cannot, I cannot copulate with the Braves. Okay, so and Elise is out for you. So you're taking away a Braves as well. I am. You got I, it on the table. I am, but I, I do want to say they are cool fans. I like Braves fans. Like I like Atlanta sports fans in general. If you haven't noticed, like they've endured a lot of heartache mm-hmm. and heartbreak, but they know, like. They're realistic about it. They're like the Bills of baseball. They're the Southern Bills. Not the Southern Bells, Southern Bills. We should put that on a t-shirt. Okay. What I'm saying is it's a big deal down there and people are diehard Braves fans. Like every country dude who chews Levi Garrett and you know, like drives a pickup truck likes the Braves. Uh, And I feel like everybody just knows in Atlanta you're going to get let down when you're rooting for your team. And it's a nice, endearing, disarming quality to have that. Like when we beat the Falcons in the Super Bowl, if I'd have known more about Atlanta sports, I would have never panicked. Name a former Brave in history. Oh, definitely. Greg Maddox, Tom Smoltz. Tom Glavin. Yeah, Glavin, Fred McGriff. Terry Pendleton. How about that? Ooh, Pendleton. Like the blankets. Um, The Bear. Andrew Jones was cool, and I love the way he spelled Andrew. Yes, a-N-D-R-U-W. And listen, the reason I put, you know, in these iterations of like tiers, you know, I had one that was like in the clubhouse. That's basically like the teams that have no shot. Okay, I put the Astros in there. Okay, can't be an Astros fan right now. I don't know when kids, or it starts to be acceptable to be a Astros fan again. Um, Sox, they were on my clubhouse list. Get them out of here. Can't do it. The Tampa Bay Rays, look at that stadium. Awful. Look at that thing. Look at that star. Look at that fucking navigational star. Was Devil Rays really uh, that offensive? Because no. you're 5X cooler if you're the Devil Rays. No, it was not offensive. It was not offensive, and the old uniforms were a billion times better. The Wade Boggs is. Hey, you're damn right. So they're in the clubhouse, but the the, uh, the Cleveland uh, baseball team is in the yeah. clubhouse, like hardcore. Because, yeah, they got a cool logo, a C, you know, if they do the C thing. My name's Chris. That mm. sort of thing, cool stadium. Like I, you know, I feel like it was in some movies and stuff. Well, and Major League, is yeah, the it was in, yeah, team. it was in movies, right? Jacobs Field, Albert Bell. Like it was, mm. a, it was like there's some nostalgia there. But in the next couple of years, you're probably going to be the Washington baseball team. Let's be real. So uh, good on you, but it's gonna it's gonna take a while. It's a reclamation. Yeah, the, this house needs work. It's like if you were selling a house, you would, and you were selling the Cleveland baseball team. You're like, it's going to be a project. Yeah, this house is really racist. There was a murder here in the basement. Yep. Which you would tell, right? Uh, that <laughs> pass. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to eliminate another one. Let me eliminate the Rockies, obviously. Can't make that pilgrimage, but I sure love Denver, and I love the Rockies. Um, but it's one of those things. If the Rockies were in Charlotte, I might be a Charlotte Rockies fan, but then you wouldn't have the altitude, and you wouldn't have the beautiful backdrop. And you wouldn't have everything that makes that stadium look so nice. I've never been, but I can imagine. No doubt. From the table, it would appear you're down to Baltimore and Philadelphia. Is that oh, true? Yeah, I am down to Baltimore and Philadelphia. Okay. Nice. Um, 
Yeah, that's, I mean, like, is there anybody else to eliminate for you? You've got a couple, right? I'm down to Oakland A's, Baltimore Orioles, Toronto Blue Jays. Why don't you knock one of those caps off the table? Okay, I like everything Hunter had to say. Yeah. Like a lot about this organization. Like what it stands for. Maybe in part because it's a floppier hat, which I think I uh, asked the cowboy to get, but just doesn't look as cool as the uh, flat brims. Uh, Oakland A's are not making the, the cut to the final two. I'm, I'm happy about that. Okay. I would have had FOMO. You, okay. Okay. Now, what I will say, and you're going to decline, I can slide that hat over to your side of the table if you like. I assume you're going to decline, but you're pausing. Happy to slide it over. Can I spend the night with the hat? How about the Oakland A's clause? We both have a week to change the Oakland A's fans after we make this decision. You you can do that if you want. I just I'm, wrote it in. I wrote it I'm into my. Committing to I wrote mine. it into my contract. I can change to the Oakland A's for a seven day period. It's like a trout run. Okay, kind of kind of waters down this year's segment. I feel. Oh no, I think it, I, I think it makes it better. I think people at home are smiling, and you're sitting here acting like my parent. So you know, like, just slide it to the middle, and that's the bullpen, which is another iteration of my tier system. And in, in the bullpen, you could. Hey, I could call, I could tap my right wrist, which they do in baseball often. All right. A's hat is hanging on Fauci and looking at you because I'm, I've moved on from the A's. Also, yeah, I mean, like, can we get a flat brim hat, Lids? Yeah, that might have been my fault. I think, I think Cowboy Reed did well, but yeah, you're right. Flat brim's the way to go. We're down to our final two apiece. It hasn't been easy, man. Long road, long road to get here. Long road, dude. It's like the fucking... Um, the Silk Road. You know, are you familiar with that? Well, yeah. It's a trade route. It's how long it took for us to figure out. Like, I've been thinking about this for a year, dude. A year I've been thinking about who's, who my favorite baseball team should be. I'm been, talking, my lovely wife says I'm talking in my sleep about it. In many ways, we have a Final Four. In another way, we're down to three because we share a team. Oh, we and individually, we have our, our final two. And here's two. another thing about baseball. I've been needing a league like this, a sport like this, a hobby like this that doesn't seem so like territorial. So it's nice. Like I'm still going to appreciate your team. Like that snow home run today. The dinger. The snow dinger. Okay? Like I want to celebrate that. And the nice thing is there's no like, oh, you rooted for the Detroit Tigers today? Who gives a fuck? There's 162 games. Get over it. Like, I, I like a thing that was done by the rival team. I'm going to be a happy baseball fan. What I'm looking forward to is not so much caring, but three weeks from now, being looking at the standings. Oh, my team's nine and six? Awesome. Yeah. Wonder who's hitting well. It's a uh, newspaper thing. I'm going to, yeah, the oh. agate page. I'm going to be a box score guy. Oh, when I was a kid, Daily Progress, you should just stare at that AL East. Heck stare yes. at it. Oh, what's going on in this division? Oh, they, they lost. Oh, well, their games are late. That's one reason why I can't be a Seattle fan. I can't be staying up till two in the morning. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. More like the Anchorage Mariners. Not interested. I got to sleep. And you are down to the East Coast. You have the Philadelphia Phillies and the Baltimore Orioles. Well, re- region, regionality, if that's a word. It is now. Regionality has it. Um, that I'm thinking about my family, my lovely family, and my uh, travels down this road as a baseball fan. And like, how can I actually go see the baseball live with regularity? 
Now, at this point in time, have you made your decision? I have. Okay. Are you ready to reveal yours? I am honored to be taking my fandom to Toronto, Ontario, Canada. I am a fan of the Toronto Blue Jays. Applaud, please. Please applaud. Please clap. Thank you. Thanks. Oh, sorry. Oh, no problem. Hey, Reed, what is this? A size four? Holy <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Is this a kid lid? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was re- literally re- the only... It was all they had at the lids, man. It's <laughs> it, pandemic um, pandemic supply. Hey, you look good, man. <laughs> normal. I don't look like a human being. You look, sw- you look sweet, dude. Making my face red. And kind of shiny. Hey, listen. A couple things. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Yeah. For one. Mm-hmm. Bo Bichette for two. Yeah. Best unis in ball. Yeah. And Toronto is lovely. Yeah. My voice cracked. It did, but that's okay too. You know, because I'm a, I'm a Toronto. How do I say? <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Toronto. How do you say? How do Shout they say out to Toronto? Doc Green. Shout out to Ryan Yemen, one of the biggest Blow Jays fans I know. Oh, now that I take bother, offense to that. You did, yeah. did you, right did away, you take offense right away. when I was saying it during the Hunter Pence interview? You said Blow Jays? Yeah. I didn't hear it. Yeah. But I took immediate offense right there. That offended me as a Blue Jay fan. Congratulations, man. Thank you. Get your visa. Thanks. Yeah. We're going to go across uh, the pond, as they say. Yeah, that's right. Should I just go ahead and pick? I think you should. I'm looking forward to it. Okay, so it's down to the Phillies and the Orioles. This is one of the toughest decisions I've ever had to make. It really is. Tough life. I want to be an Orioles fan so bad, dude. So bad. I'm not the most loyal person to brands or anything that's not like my family or my friends. I'm pretty much a free agent in life. Philly kind of makes, it's, it tugs at my loyalty heartstrings. So what I did, I set something up I hope you got no problem with. And okay. I'm dead serious now. Waylon's in the picture and very organically showed him the five teams, led him on a Google search. You can ask my lovely wife, Meg, didn't very open-ended at this point I hadn't made a decision Um, but it worked out because he's an Orioles fan so with that in mind I'm going to be a Phillies fan can't turn down the free swag we go up to hey we we go up to Philly huh it's really important that's a handsome hat too. it is an important thing to have a home base man you know it's an important thing to go somewhere where people are like they're not like who the fuck is that guy like if I go up to that stadium up there in Philly, and they got nice uniforms. I could talk to baseball to you know the hat you're wearing. That's a nice uniform. Yeah, no, they got a, they, but I like the the blue ones too. The old blue ones. I'm talking about the old blue. Okay, ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like all their stuff. I like all their stuff pretty good, dude. And I get to talk to my uh, father-in-law about the Phils. Like every time I'm up there, you know, he's asking me if I saw the Phils. So he's following baseball, and I'd love to be able to hit the ball back to him when he asks me those questions figuratively yeah yeah i don't want i don't want joe playing wall ball i want joe to be like oh how about um how about chase utley how's you know like i know they have uh different players now different players now like uh like 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 um he used to be in washington yeah bryce harper there you go like they got bryce harper so 
Oh, Adam Hazley starting for them in center today. He went to. But can uh, I, I want to put this hat on though because Virginia, right? I, I, I'm not even being funny right now. I know you think I'm probably doing an indecisive bit. I'm excited to drive up to to uh, Camden Yards when I showed Waylon that stadium. He was like, "Oh, that's cool." And then I was like, "Oh no, Google it at night." And he saw Camden Yards at night. He was like, "Oh." And then he saw the mascot. He liked the mascot. Yeah. He loved the Phillies mascot. And that's probably going to be his side team. But we got a good thing going on. We got a good thing going on, man. Different leagues. It's, it's called, yeah, it's different. different exactly. Meeting the World Series. I-95, right? We're both, right? Yeah. We're just zooming up and down, dude. 29 and, North, get to I-95, you know, 495 West, whatever the fuck it is. And longitude-wise, bro? I, like due north of Seaville is Toronto, Canada. I don't know if you knew that. Really? Yeah. That's trippy. Yep. You know what else? This definitely proves that we're men of integrity because I could have picked the Nationals, okay? Closer stadium, probably a better place to drink. Um, I don't know that for sure. I'm going to try that on for size, Camden Yards. Better team. Orioles, you heard Hunter, Hunter Pence. Um, it's nice that my family is a part of the Orioles and the Phillies families. Okay, but... We are excited. Just to be clear, you've, you've chosen the Phillies, correct? No, no, I mean, yeah, I've chosen the Phillies, but my sons are the most important thing uh, in the world to me, so whoever Waylon likes, I like that team too. Okay. Can you name any other Phillies this year? Oh, no. But you're going you're gonna to start to... I'm going to find out. I'm going to yeah. find out a lot about that, that team. Yeah. Can't turn down the uh, the power of the Phillies and uh, and and another thing about hey I, I don't say this enough you you've you've noticed when you come to Philly all the stadiums right there that's cool everywhere that should cool. be like that I'm excited man I'm going to Camden Yards and I'm going to the stadium up there that used to be across from where I played football hey my club as we speak extra innings no big deal so I'm holding on to my butt over really here. yeah what happens y'all lose. Then we uh, wake up tomorrow. I start complaining. Just figure it out tomorrow because there's another game tomorrow. I start tweeting at Blue Jays. What are we doing out there? We should start. Yeah, this is cool. Figure this it out. Cool. This is cool. We're up three two on the on the Bronx Bombers. Bottom ten, man on second, one out. And if Waylon wants to tweet about the Orioles, I'll just tag it Waylon. Kind of like Devin right. McCourty and Jason McCourty do their tweets and they go J Mac or D Mac. Just get your own fucking accounts. But my <laughs> my son's five, so like I can't get him an account. Um, you know, maybe he wants to throw two cents in there. Like, oh man, I just lost money on the Orioles. Like it'll say from Waylon. Perfect. My guys have Caven Biggio, son of Craig, committed to UVA and then said nah. I'm yeah, Caven Biggio is what I like to call him. What I call him? Son of Craig Biggio. Oh. <laughs> being that guy we need to call our teams and let them know oh yeah yeah you now hey call the blue jays hey i'm calling them okay thank you for calling the toronto blue jays baseball club please leave a message oh. including your phone number and we will return your call within 24 business hours thank you again for calling and have a great day record your message at the tone when you are finished business hours Hi, this is Macon Gunter in Charlottesville, Virginia. USA. USA. And um, I just wanted you all to know that I've picked the Toronto Blue Jays as my favorite baseball team. You can give me a call back at... You have a podcast. Oh, I have a... I.
Hello, this is Macon Gunter in Charlottesville, Virginia, USA, co-host of the Greenlight Podcast with Chris Long. Good news, I have picked the Toronto Blue Jays as my favorite You're scaring them. baseball team. You're scaring them. Hey, Blue Jays, it's Macon. Uh, I have picked you as my favorite team, and if you could give me a call back, that'd be great. My Wait, phone number. what are you doing? I thought I was trying it different. Like over and over again? Oh, because it's the same message. Yeah. Huh. Hang the phone up. You're scaring your new team. Blue Jays, talk to you later. <laughs> Hi. Okay. Business hours, by the way. Uh, yeah, You're going to well, take three days? It's Canada. Huh. True. <laughs> well, hey, what's that supposed to mean? Both of you. <laughs> we work hard, okay? Okay. Hold Sorry. on. I'm going to call the Phillies. I want to work on my accent. All right, I'm going to call these, these Phillies. I'm nervous. I've never called a baseball team before. I Thank you for here. calling the Philadelphia Phillies ticket office at Citizens Bank Park. The Phillies ticket office phones are currently closed. Phone hours are Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. on non-game days, with additional hours on home weekends and night games. You may also reach game your day. office that just email game at day. tickets at phillies.com. Individual tickets for the first 19 games. My heart's pounding. <laughs> I'm, so te- I'm so telephobic. It's ridiculous, dude. I am so telephobic. Fear factor. <laughs> Make a phone call. Yeah, anybody that's waiting for one back from me knows. It's a lot of information, but... Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> They don't have an answering machine. Oh, I can't get through to them. That's awesome. My heart's pounding. Your team sucks. No offense. Oh, Phil's mm. man. You want to try that bad boy right there? Yeah. What is that? I feel like we're drunk from picking our teams, your and team we're just, just said, drunk dialing people. Your team said nah. This is Phillies Nation. Leave a message. Hey, Phillies Nation. This is Chris Long. I'm a Phillies fan now, and um, I just want to let you guys know, charity guy, uh, role player guy from the Eagles team that won the Super Bowl, and uh, I'm really excited. Also, want you to know that my son is going to be an Orioles fan. I hope that's not a problem. They're on the other side of the thing. Um, lastly, your other phone number doesn't work as well. There's not an answering machine, um, so you might want to I'm just excited, so I guess I'll talk to you guys later. Also, good luck against the Braves. I see that's going good. Take it easy. Nice, dude. Thanks. How'd that feel? That felt good. Well executed. Oh! Blue Jays! 1-0! No way. Blue Jays! Oh, let me check on my teams. Yes! Yes! A final in 10 innings. From New York or Toronto, Toronto three, New York two. Three runs. Bro, we play, um, what's it called? Good baseball. Damn, look at your unis too. That's tight. And it's really pretty when you play on the road because that shithole stadium of yours. Hey, take it back. Who, uh, my guy T. Hernandez went three for four. Hell yeah. Phillies are up 2-0, baby. Beating the World Series champion Braves. How about that? Uh, it so says. And, end, of, end of the fifth.
We got Gregorius at shortstop. <laughs> Andrew McCutcheon, favorite player currently. My favorite player is Vlad Glad Jr., who went one for two because he probably got walked a whole bunch. Look it, at those Jays. First place Andrew Jays. McCut Andrew McCutcheon's always been cool. Andrew McCutcheon, I was thinking about the Pirates, and I was like, he's not there anymore, I don't think. There's nobody there. No argument here. Kutch is cool. Kutch. Kutch. Well, I hope you win your game. Thanks, you too. Everybody's looking up at the Blue Jays Better right luck now. next tomorrow. <laughs> Better luck next 161. That'd be another good t-shirt. We're on a roll. Merch. Better luck next tomorrow with a baseball bat. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. One, uh, one slash 162. Blink twice if you'd buy it. Hey, y'all take care. We've uh, announced our fandom. I'm